Sunday to another day of uh, Digital Cap Entertainment. You got your boy K Dog in the building. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad, my bad. It's your boy DJ Rooster all day, baby. It's your boy AJ to the BI, also known as Hobby. And like always, don't forget to comment, subscribe, and like all our videos on YouTube. And hit that notification button so you can always see the new content. Check out our socials. Check us out on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, and Amazon, all right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got a special guest in the house. Let them know. special guest in the house. Yes, sir. That sync, comedian sync. Yes, indeed. Yes, How sir. you doing, buddy? Hey, listen, if I complain, I'm a lying motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no problems. There you go. I hear that. So yes, I, was, sir. I was a trip out here, man. Trip was cool. You know, this is around uh, the, the rush hour yeah. bullshit, so getting out of Brooklyn was a little tight and then through Queens, but once... Once you get out here in the sticks, mm. <laughs> once, you, once you pass, I, it's so strange, man. That, you know, I went to school out here. And yeah. Coming from Brooklyn, we used to tease the dudes from out here. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, like, how, how? Well, you know, there were guys that I played. I went, I went to school on a football scholarship out of New okay. York Tech. Oh, nice. And the guys that came from here, they were like, well, I was from Bellport, and I was all county. It was like, all county? That's like all <laughs> driveway <cash>. in Brooklyn. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> you know, all driveway. Yeah, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, we were, we were rough on, on yeah. the capsule wall guys. Yeah. I think you're a little bad that we had a beach out here. The motherfuckers got beaches and shit. Trees and grass and shit. He said that shit. <laughs> so I let said it in the first episode. People consider us out here the boondocks. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah, we got yards and shit. Yeah, yeah. In the city ain't got no damn yard. <laughs> See, I went to school before Chuck D put you motherfuckers on the map Ooh. and turned you all from Long Island to Strong Island. Strong Island. Yeah. Yeah. Eric B and all that. And, uh, for APMD yeah. days. Yeah, The cats from um, oh, what's the, the joint with um? True Goy and mm. um, De La Soul. This man, De La Soul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. De La Soul. Yep. Biz Marquis got a shout out. Biz Marquis. Even Red Man. Even Red Man lived in Long Island. That's Reggie. He's from Jersey, but he lived in Long Island with Eric B and all them. Okay. Okay. I forgot what town, but yeah, he lived in Long Island for a minute. Because I know Red from. I know Red from Jersey. Yeah, he stayed in Jersey, but yeah, yeah he, he he lived out here the for bricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brick City, car exactly. stealing motherfuckers. Exactly. <laughs> so let them K Solo out here. Too. Yeah, yep, crazy. Yeah. So let, let 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 the people know who you are, man, real quick. <laughs> well, this your man Sink and um, comedian extraordinaire. I like to think people have called me that. I didn't just <laughs> dub myself yeah. that, but I've been in the business. Well, November will make thirty years. Oh, wow. doing this and uh, longevity. Exactly, man. I'm nice. I'm very blessed to be doing what I'm doing. You know, they say when you love your job, you won't ever work a day in your life. So. I happen to be in that small percentage of people. I don't think anybody has a better job than myself other than porno actors. That's a big... (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of a better job than that shit. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, my job comes pretty close, man. There you go. There you go. I can't complain. I love it. So you say you're from Brooklyn? You just... uh, Born and raised, Okay, nice, nice. Came into the world on St. John's Place. And what time was that? Look around. That was um, 6.50 in the morning on... (laughs) 
<laughs> March 21st of 1959. <laughs> you, you asked 18, him what time. You, uh, you, 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 yeah, you, yeah, yeah. 1959. <laughs> I was born in the 1900s. That fucks right, with y'all. So. Right? <laughs> 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 oh shit, he's from last century. So, early, in the 60s, I'm assuming, was your, you know, developing as a yeah, man. Yeah. How was it growing up, like around that time? The 60s was, 70s, um, you know. Yeah, it's it. Listen, it was a a good and a bad time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the saying "a village raised it takes a, a village to raise a child" was true. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all the parents on my block were the parents, my parents. That's always I heard. All of the moms, all of the pops, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about any one of them had the liberty to smack the shit out yep. of you if you were doing the wrong thing. And sound like my family. Exactly, <laughs> bring you down to your your blood yeah. mother and father, yeah. and they would thank thank this motherfucker yep. for fucking you up. Yep. Yo, thank you for busting his ass. <laughs> and then when you got home, you just gonna have it all over you again. Got yeah, yeah. You got a worse one. That's a four ass. Straight to your room, like no. <laughs> exactly, but we had we had a social network. Okay, you know where everything was based on you getting along with other people you know mm. we didn't have any any individual entertainment like these kids you know the computer yeah. what have you had to put your foot in choose yep. engine engine number line yeah. <laughs> you know who <laughs> yeah. the cheaters on your block were yep. who the cry babies were everybody the, outside the tough Literally. everybody yeah. outside yep. you got nowhere that, to go <laughs> that I'm telling you and it's just the opposite you okay. tell the kid now to go outside oh why it's punishment <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see, that seems backwards though. to me. It's so, yeah, well, I used to love it's going outside. Though. Like, exactly. it's true though. It's exactly. very true. And, you know, we when you were on punishment, and you had to go to your room. That was it. Be four mm. walls and a bed if you're lucky. Yeah, I, I, I was on a couple of my, my punishments. <laughs> no TV. That's the real punishment. Hey, man, I got a TV back with no color. But we went over that already. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. Black and white TV. And uh, listen, man, I'm. Me and my peers, we just about on a daily basis, we are so thankful for when and where we came up Mm -hmm. because it has prepared us for so much that we encountered later on in life. And, uh, you know, there's a part of me that feels sorry for younger cats, but then there's a part of me that envies some of the things that they have, like the cell phone and the camera. I wish we had that back in the day. There were so many moments that I would have liked to have captured. But... um, you know, as a young man now, social network, you can't be fucking around too tough because everybody can spot you wherever you mm-hmm. are. Yep. They done fucked up abortions already. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the whole thing with this whole Me Too movement and everything is hypersensitive. You know, what we used to just call yeah. rapping to a girl, now they're calling that harassment and motherfuckers yeah. want to mm-hmm. throw you in jail behind it. Yeah. Hey, boo. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> you master, you can. Yeah, for sure. You know somebody's. It's because of social media, though. Exactly. The media and spins it, and now like when interactions and stuff, like like back in the day in the club, you go holler at a girl. It was natural, you know. You had to be dressed nice, smell good. Exactly. You know, now you could just yo, what's your snap? You know, like it's like that's it. Exactly. He's like, this seems like cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You> sure, like, <laughs> but now you don't even do that. You just. If you have somebody on your snap and then they post their friends, tag their snap, now you got their snap. Yeah, now it's, it's like, it's different. Oh, I ain't buying no girl no drinks no more. That's my rule. I'm not brown nosing. I ain't buying no girl no drinks. And that's the other thing. I'm not doing it no more. We what used to fuck? go up to women and just ask them, like, 
standard questions. Hey, boo, how you doing? Yeah. Are you married, single? I'm married, single. Don't matter. It's a motherfucker here. If you he ain't here, yeah, and, <laughs> and, and you single, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know the crumb snatches. How many you got? Mm -hmm. Now you guys gotta ask. Uh, how long you been a bitch? You got what did Martin say? I need check the neck. Reassurance. I need some baby pictures, <laughs> man. I'm not sure you got on that nice little turtleneck, <laughs> and I didn't know if that was just what you chose to wear or what you have to wear. Those cheekbones look a little high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. We. We knew what we were getting into. I, I was like, yo, he's a comedian. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Trust me. I man. love it. And, you know, that that's some of the type of craziness that you guys got to deal with now. Yeah, it's its its a tough time. It, yeah. It's what's all going on. It's, it's a tough time. I feel like I appreciate the old school because they didn't have so much. So yeah. they, they used whatever they had yeah. to make a time out of it, whatever it was. A lot of creativity. Now I feel like there's a lot of entitlement because mm -hmm. we have everything now. We yeah. have, like, all the kids that grow up are, are born with it in their face, so they feel like uh, it's an entitlement. Well, it's they, mentally an entitlement. It's not even like they're forced to be entitled to it. Yeah. It's just the fact that they have it, so they, they must need it. It's fun, it's fun you say that yeah. because there's uh, Joe Rogan, right? Mm -hmm. he, did the, he did this bit where you say, what would happen if you got rid of all the small people? Like, mm. would you know how to use a phone? We we legit go back to caveman, like legit. <laughs> straight up, straight up, straight up. And it's getting to the point now, and I've seen it with even my peers. You know, we used to have discussions about sports or what have you, and say, "Damn, who was the the, the point guard for the Celtics when they won the championship with Kevin Garnett?" And you start to go into your mental roller decks. Yeah. Rondo, Rajon Rondo. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, he's a Celtic fan. Nah, he a basketball okay. fan. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. We had that conversation. My man reaches for his phone yep. and his Google. I got you. I'm like, you lazy bitch. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Use my brain. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it, should, it kills me, man. It's like trying to get people to remember numbers. Yeah. That, that's no you know, that's you know what's sad about that, though? Like, oh I don't remember the numbers. <laughs> if, if, if you end up, God forbid, let's say you end up getting locked up, right? Okay. Back in the day, it's like, okay, let me go to pay phone. Yeah, I know I, the I number. Know motherfucking number. If yeah. you get locked up now, they take your phone, oh, yeah. try to call someone. Like, I know the name. <laughs> I know my phone yeah, number. Right. Right. You got to show me, though. I'll lock in everything. Yeah. And I'll, you I'll can't do it. No, you can't. You don't know. Your it's a life sentence. That was like that, that was one of the things that uh, growing up, you know, my parents would be like, "This is your phone number. Remember it." Mm -hmm. Laugh and say it over. Yeah. I still remember my phone number back yeah. in the day. I guarantee you don't know your phone number now. That's yeah. I guarantee that. That's how that happened. <laughs> I tell my friends all the time: you take your teenage child, drive him a mile away from the house, take his phone from him. You'll mm -hmm. never see that. <laughs> You'll never see. You'll never see that motherfucker. It'll be safe as hell, but in the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never see that motherfucker. You won't. You're right. You won't. It be, it, 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 it's crazy to me that people own vehicles and don't know how to change a, 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 a tire. tire. Yeah, yeah oh, no, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, 20-year-olds don't even yeah. know how to change a tire. You I'm like, what the hell? I don't give a fuck what age. Like, that's yeah. crazy. It's crazy that's as, crazy. as hell. Like, that's oh, crazy. Joker's like, yeah. I don't understand it. Like, there's certain responsibilities that comes with operating a motor vehicle. Yep. Yeah. You got to know certain things. And it's not even a female a male thing. No, no, it's not. Like it's just a it's a it's a young generation know thing. Certain yeah. basic yeah. things about owning having a car, okay. maintenance exactly. set checks and stuff yeah. like that. You should and your gauges. Me. You should know what your gauges yeah, mean. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And when you know, I mean, it, 
you know, back in the day, we were able to tell from just sitting in the driver's seat and driving whether we need an alignment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the suspension was wrong, the That's shocks crazy. needed to be changed. You felt the car. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, if there's not a light affiliated with it, <laughs> it's because the cars are, are devalued. Triple A, please. Uh, that's all right. Oh, what is this? This light mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that means you have no oil. I just put a sharpie over that. Oh, the tire, the tire light. Nobody knows what that is. Like. I think the tire light's the most ignored thing. Of course, I think it's really bad because the tire lights like the. Boy who cried wolf. That yeah. should have come on if it's too cold. I got right now. You lose, you and I still drive because I know it's going to go off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'd rather be crying wolf than actually blow up on me. But if I see that light, air. <laughs> Immediately. Air. <laughs> you got to be air. on top of it. And that's the thing. The car is like the phone. It's yeah. doing so much for you. You don't have to do anything for yourself. So your natural indicators. I mean, let's go back even further. Back before we had television and radio and weathermen. Farmers and people just used to yeah. be able to look into the sky yeah. and tell how the weather was going to be. Yeah. True. You know, when there's um, a natural disaster, earthquake, tornado, animals respond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tsunami. Yeah. That was an old Bernie Mac joke. He said, you know, anytime you see a, a chicken, a snake, and a rooster run in the same direction, <laughs> or an elephant, a snake, and a rooster run in the same direction. You like, better go. Yeah, something going on. Just follow them and find out later. It's yeah. <laughs> like your granny and stuff saying, my bones hurt, it's going to rain. Yeah. She's going to boil tonight, honey. Well, you know, that's, 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 a, that's a great segue to this question right here. Mm-hmm. How did you get started in comedy? From the time I was in, damn, elementary school. <laughs> you just was, that funny cat. I was that motherfucker. I hear a lot of stories like that. Like comedians, they just was funny. Like but see, that. there's a difference. You know, people think class clown <laughs> mm-hmm. and class comedian are two different things. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And there's one comedian that really put it succinctly, and he said, "Listen, the guy that runs around the class with his pants around his knees, two pencils in his ear, that's and, a stupid and motherfucker. That's the class He's just clown. Stupid, so he he tries exactly. to show yeah. out because he don't know how to that's do that. That's the class clown. Yep. The guy that got him to do it." Is the class, class comedian? Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, usually <laughs> sitting in the back, you turning the buttons, and you sit back and watch the effect. But uh, <laughs> you know, a sense of humor is exactly that—a sense of humor. We all are born normally with five senses, but a sense of humor is a sixth sense. And there's some people that have that, and some people that don't. You think some demonic motherfuckers out there—they got no damn sense of humor? Uh, yeah, they just there's a like, lot of people uh, like that. Vladimir <laughs> Putin. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even picture that motherfucker I'm laughing, laughing. <laughs> smiling. Ah 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 Murder! Murder! With a straight face. Boris no Bullwinkle and Natasha. Yeah, that type shit. But uh, yeah, it's 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 some, and then I believe that becoming a comedian is something that's told to you by other people. Mm-hmm. Other people tell you get anointed. You, it, like. Yeah, yeah, man. You, you, let me let me let me tell you something, K Dog. Okay, <laughs> tell, tell, tell them how old you are. Twenty nine. Okay. 29? Yeah. Oh, shit. He's 70. He's so much uh, older. It, it, it's, it's crazy. Except well, when he says we watch the Cosby's live, and I'm like, yeah. damn, bro, we're not that damn, old. Watch like, those bitches live. <laughs> like, we in the I audience. Eight years on this guy. Like, all right. Like. <laughs> yeah. But see, that old soul 
put you yeah. in a special I, place. My man. grandmother, you know, people yeah. like it's just the way I was. And your memory is is yeah, working. Tag, yeah, exactly. Motherfucker said Rajon Rondo in a yeah. minute. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no phone, no nothing. Like, yo, <laughs> nothing. And, uh, you know, he's not even a Celtics fan. Mm-mm, I never. just said when the Celtics won with Kevin San Antonio, all day. Yeah. San Antonio. Okay. And okay. a little New York, because, you know, I'm from here. I got to represent New yeah. York, but not, not really. Nah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets, so I can't fuck with the Nets. They're not even, <laughs> Brooklyn, they're not even allowed to be called Brooklyn Nets yet. They yeah. haven't been a team for 10 years. Yeah, they, and they pissing me off. <laughs> I, I need I need to hide my hat. <laughs> Look at this bandwagon fan. Look at this bandwagon fan. The other night, what, what, what he had Golden State Warriors. Yeah, the, the, the Warriors. With Stephen Curry. With Stephen Curry. Look at that a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Bandwagon fan. But listen, and you know, there are people that are upset with Kyrie Irving, but I like Kyrie because... He's standing his ground. And that's what makes him who he is. He's as good a ball player as he is because... He understands that he's not everybody. And it's not just basketball. It's everything. Don't put him in a bubble where he's, I'm just a basketball player. Exactly. Like the same thing with LeBron when they said shut up and dribble. They're not just basketball players. Monkeys. What is his name? Take away their humanity from them. Um, He played for the LA Lakers. They were before they were the LA Lakers. Mm -hmm. Minnesota. Um, Urgent Bailey, uh, Elgin Elgin Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he did the same thing. He he told them, "I'm not playing no more." Cause I ain't no dang monkey. Exactly. And I'm not when you just want to throw me out there to perform. Then when I'm, I'm off stage, I can't say nothing. Exactly. So that he literally stopped the finals and everything. He was like, I ain't playing. No and Elgin Bell was great. Well, yeah, was that great? This was 60s. 60, oh 60, wow. Yeah, 60, 70s. Elgin Bell was great. See. And that's the thing. You take first of all back then, you had to be a college graduate to play pro ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, or at least attend college. That's right. Years. When when did you go to high school? Probably nineties. Uh, well, the first player. I no, think I think it was, was Kobe, Kevin right? No, nah, nah, Kevin Garnett. They, they, they the had a few, few facts, uh, few folks that came straight out of high school. I just, I just remember I Kobe. Say Kevin being. Garnett was the first Kevin NBA Garnett player Kobe to go before, huh? before when the Kobe KG. come and play for the Lakers out of high school. I played ninety eight. You said it, so I mean, no, but like, I, I, I respect to him to be like, yeah. Like, no, but I remember, <laughs> I remember that being real big that Kobe came out of high school and went right into the NBA. It was the same thing like LeBron, yeah. but I can't remember anyone before Kobe. Kevin Garnett. Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Um, um, or the kid that went to Atlanta, um, Howard. Oh, the way Howard, Dwight but that was Howard, after obviously yeah. Kobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwight yeah, Howard did. Yeah, I forgot Dwight he did. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Howard so Howard it's it's Perkins pretty much of what the last twenty years they were having. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it's, it's like they, fairly yeah, new. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. It wasn't common. People went to college. Yeah, yeah you yeah, had to be in college, college. Yeah. So these are at least college educated athletes, and people are telling them, "Look, other than playing ball, we don't want to hear from you." That's that's a bunch of bullshit. And a lot of times, they're the most intelligent person in the room. Yeah. Okay, and a person that you couldn't. Say that too was Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh, hell. At all. He still can't say exactly. that. Exactly. He's still living in those and days. High, Damn. High, <laughs> high level of intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, for this generation on the Celtics, um, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, yep. That Extremely boy, intelligent. He turned dude, up dude. too on this final, man. I, oh, yeah. I'm bad. I feel bad, but he turned up. And what, he, he what was team the was the best on? player? Celtics. Oh, okay. He was the best player on the Boston Celtics. Boston Clippers. <laughs> 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 you hit you hit me with the legends a selection of NBA two K. It's custom made his team. He's talking in your language. You know what I mean? Keep saying things wrong. You know but what I mean? You know what's like, crazy? We go through that too. 
they figure you're a comedian, you're just a ha ha guy. Yeah, you, you ain't know? serious. You yeah. always gotta make somebody laugh. Well, and like you might be and mad you don't or know something. anything yeah. other than, than that must than be jokes. annoying. Like just like you and your peers are just hanging out and you you eating dinner. Yeah, right. Like somebody, hey, you the comedian, go do something. Like maybe yeah, like, what the or, fuck? Or <laughs> cops will do that to you. Stop you and you. They see something that shows you you're a comedian or whatever, uh-huh. a business card. And they're like, oh yeah, really? Tell me a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I got a joke for yeah, you. I must, I must get. <laughs> How many donuts are in a bag? Well, I'm saying, especially when women say it to me, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. I said, well, what if I was a gynecologist, bitch? Would you, would you jump up I on know. the table? <laughs> that is a good way to think. That is a good one. Would you just jump on the table? Exactly. Check me out. So I got, I got to ask, though. You said you so basically got out of elementary, but then when was like your first big gig? Well, I, not first big gig, but first like, gig to get you into the game. My first gig was November 18th of... 1992 at oh, wow. Stand Up New York. Nice, nice. I had a friend of mine who was working with the Apollo in the city okay. broadcasting. Okay. And she said to me, "You know, the comedians that perform at the Apollo, very few of them are as funny as you are. You should really try to make this work." So I said, well, "You know, people have been telling me that all my life. I'm thinking I'm going to make my money catching touchdowns. I ain't got time to tell no fucking jokes." <laughs> and um, she got in touch with me and said, listen, at Stand Up New York in Manhattan, they have something called a pre-show where um, they take new comedians and put them on the show, but they don't specifically say that you're a new comedian, which Mm. was my apprehension because the audience can go from just audience members to critics when they hear that you're a new comedian. So... They blend you into the show. That's pretty dope, though. It's beautiful. Yeah, that and is the requirement at the time was you had to bring three paying customers to get on the show. Oh, nice. That's actually not that bad. That's not, not bad at all. That's, that's bad. actually pretty easy to yeah. do too. Like, <laughs> and then if you brought ten or more, they would give you half the cover. Ooh. For everybody that you brought. Oh snap! Nice. Little commission. My first show, I made a hundred dollars. Okay, because right. I brought like forty some odd people. <laughs> <laughs> like I provided the buses. Yeah, yeah, I provide the audience. Don't worry. And the about beautiful it. thing about it was because I had so many people in the audience. The young lady that was hosting the show, she said, "We're going to have to make you the headliner. You're going to have to go on last because oh, nice. If you go on and leave, that's the crowd. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. It's over. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, it was. You know, you're nervous. You have the butterflies, but I was prepared because I was a teacher prior to getting into comedy. Oh, so nice. the what scary you, what were you part, teaching? Hmm? What were you teaching? I was teaching GED prep, which entailed um, writing, social studies, science, reading, and math. Okay. So that um, people could take the GED exam, get their diploma, and go on. Right. Nice. So uh, I had to teach all five subjects. And I was in schools where I was a reading teacher in one school. I was a math teacher in another school. It didn't okay. matter. It was like a substitute? Yeah, well, just when the GED prep, yeah, when you really break it down, the social studies, science, and reading is all reading. Uh, They're going to be asking you questions, right, and then you have right, to. So it's right. not really application of science or what have you. Gotcha. Writing, you have to know style and diction, sentence structure, spelling, grammar. So that yeah. gets broken up a little bit, and and math was on the eighth grade level. So uh, okay. It didn't get really beyond. Fractions and decimals. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, snap. So, and I enjoyed teaching. It was a program that was originally created for um, Vietnam vets. 
that got drafted before they could get their mm. high school diploma. Oh, really? ah, gotcha. Mm. But okay. they kept it in force yeah. even after they exhausted all those guys because there were so many kids that, for one reason or another, like in New York City, you can't remain in school as a girl if you become pregnant. Hmm. So they had, oh, to shit. Pull, yeah, they had to pull them out and they had to have a place for them to go. Ah, okay, uh, okay. Some of the centers in which I worked, they had uh, daycare provisions for those girls if they already had sure. a child. Nice. So it was just a way of giving people a second chance. Where's yeah. that now? <coughs> it's still around. Really? It's called Ashes, the auxiliary <laughs> services for high schools. Okay. Nice. And um, they do it for all districts, mo- most districts. Uh yeah, they nice. they they throughout the city. I'm not sure if they have any centers out here on the island, but they're throughout uh, New York, five boroughs. Okay. And um, you know, one of the greatest fears they say one of the top three fears is public speaking. Yeah. So that's what that's really a keeps a lot of people out of comedy, stand up comedy. Because the funniest person I know is one of my cousins. Yeah. Like yeah. He would never get up on stage. Well, but I, I got that. I does don't mind that. that. Well, no, I was saying, but it does have to be scary because you figure some of these crowds can be like, you know, 15 people and other these crowds can be like 20,000. Between one person you know, and, like, and 10,000, what's the difference? The seat? The seat of people nah, that you see? <laughs> I, I don't see it like that. And the amount of people that <laughs> see you bomb if you don't yeah, have that. Yeah, I'm about to say that part. Uh, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather, I don't have that problem. Stage presence, I don't have that problem. But see, the thing is, if you don't have a fear of public speaking and you have a sense of humor, you've got most of the battle yeah. won. But That'd there's a funny. difference between being funny among the people that know you mm-hmm. because you all know somebody in your group. Yeah, that's, that's funny. The minute he turns yeah. the corner, you start laughing. Like, <laughs> ah, this motherfucker's on his way down the block. You start laughing right away. But then when you have to do that for Everybody, a room full of different. strangers mm-hmm. that have to get to know you in the first couple of words, yeah. mm-hmm. and it varies from crowd to crowd. You know, black and Spanish crowds, they don't give you a whole lot of time, man. You better make <laughs> these motherfuckers move so now from the you city. You have to tell the truth. I feel like comedy is telling the truth and and bending it to as far as you can bend it where it where it's funny I, like i i noticed i laugh a lot when it's true but it's like damn why'd you go there and when like, it touches you yeah exactly when exactly. you can identify with it yeah. that now feeds into reading your audience mm-hmm. and when you're working like at caroline's which is in the middle of midtown i want to go there. so you That's got a lot of one. tourists it's an eclectic room oh, you right, have old right. young black white midwest city Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't just talk about bodegas and subway because yeah. this motherfucker from Nebraska is looking at you crazy. <laughs> but that's, yeah. but like, that's well, excuse me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> is that a gun? Yeah, yeah. Is that a gun? <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, so how do you? So now you, you know, they, they announce you. You walk out, mm-hmm. looking all fly as you can be. How do you read that crowd? Well. If I mean, the majority of the crowd was his people. <laughs> That's the first thing. But a lot of motherfuckers. He pulled a 50 cent and, high, and, uh, and filled out the front row for every, a Ja Rule concert. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> really? He pulled out a 50 on the motherfucker. <laughs> but if, if, well, this is the, the, um, the, the, the person that really has the biggest burden regarding that is the host. Okay. Because the host is the one that comes out and gets that crowd ready. Yeah. Mm. So that host has to figure out. And he has to, or she has to monitor the room. And they only get like 15 minutes. With, yeah. yeah. And different material, boom, boom, boom. And then when they come back, they can let you know, yeah, we got to. 
a nasty crowd out there. We got an old school crowd out there. We got a oh, so it's almost, it's almost like a uh, like yeah. almost like a sport if you think about it. Yeah, you, you know, you, you the the, the host being the quarterback, and yeah. then yeah, you do your scouting, and that's if you have a good host. That's not always yeah. how it goes. Sometimes you have a host that's out there doing what he or she does. Yeah. It's going wherever it goes, and then they say, "Never okay, had that happen gonna, to you." Good night. Oh man, I had a host introduce me <laughs> the first time I did a. A spot out here on Long Island. It was a friend of mine who was a bouncer at a lot of these clubs, so he started taking me around. All right. As I said, the first club I ever worked in was Stand Up New York. It's in Manhattan. The crowd was mixed. And then I did another room at uh, another place, and he was there. And he said, yeah, man, you do good with these mixed crowds. You know, nice white people. These are gentle crowds. I'm going to take you to the hood. We're going to find out how you do. So well, that's messed me, up, man. Yeah, <laughs> he took me to Manhattan proper, which was in Queens. Right. And I had a good set there. But then he brought me out to Long Island to a spot called Nagasaki's in Hempstead. Oh, I know it. I know that place very well. Exactly. And uh, at the time was my man Garfield, who didn't know me at the time. All right. But my intro was, yo, the the security guy got a friend of his, man, that he says is funny. That's not cool. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bring this motherfucker up. I'm going to go get something to eat. When I come back, yo, let me know how he does. His name's Snick Snacks. Thank you. <laughs> <that's laughs> <that's laughs> dope. I ain't a brother. That's funny. I was like, shit. oh, shit. So he says, yo, yeah, that motherfucker, come on up. And I came out, I was like, holy shit, this son of a bitch. So I started to do the stuff that I did at the um, the, the, the spot. And I said, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm 55 today or whatever. I was 33 yeah. today. I said, I'm 33 today. And they started to clap. I was like, well, I was 33 yesterday and the day before. But yeah. you all feeling generous. They were like, yeah, word, <laughs> Nick. <you." laughs> Come over here lying already. Exactly. <laughs> So, like, so like, okay, we give you that shit, but that, I wasn't really happy about that motherfucker. It made me look stupid. So as I went on, these motherfuckers were looking. And back then, everybody took their cue from Showtime at the Apollo. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm. So there were people that were waiting to boo you, waiting to do yeah. the siren sound. And the minute you had a little gap with the laughter, there was always somebody that would be a little restless. And there were people <laughs> that get genuine pleasure out of seeing other people. Yeah, uh, that's, no, that's yeah. my next question. Ha- are you a, a good hackler diffuser? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the coming up, ugly the, well, coming up in Brooklyn, <laughs> okay. we we were raised on snapping. Yeah. Okay. Some people call it ranking, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're playing the dozens. But somebody said something about you. You have to come back. You come back strong. Yeah. Look them up and down. Yeah. And there's always something <laughs> yeah. that you can get on. Yeah. Hell okay? yeah. Even if the motherfucker's dressed nice, you know, if you were in, he was in class with you last year and you know the dude <laughs> pissed on himself, he uh, go back yeah. to that shit. My <laughs> shit was my nose. <laughs> oh, you gonna go there with my nose? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could be flies a motherfucker. Yeah, your big ass nose. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and you see, when you're on stage, Depending on how what your material is or what your strength is, you could turn that person into whatever you need him mm-hmm. or her to be because yep. everybody else can't see him. And you gotta look at the his neighbor. Yeah. If he <laughs> if it's a bad like an ugly girl or something, yeah. you just or you rag can on just the say, neighbor. You know, if you got a whole bunch of jokes about motherfuckers with big heads, yeah. it don't matter. Yeah. He becomes he a, a big, big head, head motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> else knows. <laughs> yeah. He and gonna go along with it. I got a big ass head. <laughs> you have the power of the mic. Yep. So uh that 
is was huge back then. Okay. Audiences are so very docile now. And oh, it's Everybody horrible. gets their applause because you went up there and you tried it. Yeah. Which now leads to a whole bunch of weak motherfuckers calling themselves comedians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everybody because thinks they can become a comedian now. Look at T.I. Yeah. Like, and there's no fear. <laughs> there's no like, fear. I don't mind people, you know, trying to do what they want to do in mm-hmm. life, but... They, I feel like comedians, they feel like that's an easy... Oh, I'll just be a comedian. I well, see, that's funny. the thing. If if comedians do their job properly, it looks easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it encourages other people to yeah, well, think, wait, you know, I, I could do that. I Will Smith funny. was doing it. Mm-hmm. Will Smith, for a, a period of time, had said, yo, you know, I'm going to get into stand-up comedy. And Will Smith has a good sense of humor. Yeah, right. He's not it, though. But Will Smith no. started to think that he was funnier than he was mm-hmm. and was on the Arsenio Hall show oh, with George damn. Wallace, who's a beast. Oh, yeah, George Wallace, yeah. yeah. And he started snapping on George Wallace. Who knew? <laughs> and George was like, what? Really? You going to do this on live TV, too? Exactly. Like, it's not even a, like, a, a, a club. I got, man, got a whole bunch <laughs> in the chamber what? for you right and, now. And then, like. and then Will made the mistake of doing a mama joke, and George Wallace said, they didn't tell you backstage I'm the East and West Coast distributor of mama jokes, boy. Oh, and then he started to undress this motherfucker. <laughs> and after that, Will Smith's comedy career was there. Yeah, I, 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 I go double platinum on my records. <laughs> he, looked at, he looked at George Wallace like, I'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> it just be a comedic actor so at that exactly. point. Yeah. Who inspired you growing up? Like, who was your main two? Like, um, I, I'm sure Richard Pryor was the name. Richard Pryor, well, yeah. Yep. You couldn't come um, up without Eddie Paul Murphy. Definitely Paul Moody. Like Eddie took it. Eddie made... Eddie's the first comedian to become a rock star comedian. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Delirious... And raw, those is only two, right? Leather ass. Yeah, well, he didn't. He didn't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. <laughs> that's why he made music after <laughs> yeah, that. Like, for a short period of time. Eddie, like. Eddie is Eddie, and Eddie. Everybody in this game has bombed. Mm-hmm. Okay, forget what I don't give oh, a fuck what they tell you. I in find any his brother interview. to be funnier though. Well, you find Charlie funnier yeah, Charlie than Eddie. Was, Eddie Murphy said that, too. He mentioned that. He said, because he's my older brother, mm-hmm. I took a lot from him. Yeah. And like, But Charlie knew that I had the angle because it was a different generation. He knew I had to go. Yeah. I could go further with it. So he well, was like, Eddie, just go. Eddie was more palatable. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Eddie understood the art form more than Charlie did. Yeah. In this setting, Charlie is... Unbelievable. Yeah, un- just man. having a conversation. Yep. Right. Which is why Dave Chappelle, when he was on the Dave Chappelle show, yeah. created the segment. Him and Neil Brennan created the segment, you know, Charlie's True Hollywood Stories. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sitting around during breaks, okay, they, real, were, real they were falling on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, yo, we got to get this into the show. Because <laughs> when Charlie starts to tell the show, yeah, you know, we won't get this. <laughs> Hi, Rick yeah. James and the motherfucker. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. to Charlie. I miss him so oh, much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Remember, remember the uh, slave skit? Yeah. The, oh, when he shot the time, the time travel back yeah. to the yeah, He's like, this is where the whole skit He's stopped. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, they said that they because um, what is it? They they pieced together this whole whole clip of him, right? Uh-huh. And they say he just naturally moves. Yeah. So like when he he's not even saying that he's just like. Yeah, they were doing the, uh, the, 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 the players, the yeah, picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, okay, Ray, just when they say, do we have sound, Charlie would start. Yeah. <laughs> getting into character. Yo, Charlie yeah. Murphy was a beast, man. I, I had the pleasure of knowing his uncle, Uncle okay. Ray. All right. Nice. And Uncle Ray would do local spots. He'd come to a spot that I used All to right. host in Brooklyn. 
And um, I remember the first one of the first times Charlie decided to do the stand-up, he was opening for Mike Epps. Oh, wow. Who's another friend of nice. mine who was grinding in New York, too, before he yeah. became. Yeah, he, oh, he became. <laughs> and uh, we were at, it was called the Nokia Theater at that time, the smaller theater. In, in, I know uh, that one, yeah. Yeah, I know Madison Square Garden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Is, it, is it Best Buy at one point? It's been a bunch of Something, things. Yeah, okay. It was Paramount, I'm, Nokia, it's whoever got the money to change the name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And I don't even know what it is now. But I was sitting next to Uncle Ray when Charlie was introduced right. and Uncle Ray was like oh this corny motherfucker here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, man when are they gonna bring out a real comedian fuck this motherfucker I'm like god damn, damn <laughs> that was like, ain't that your fan exactly. yeah where like uh, <laughs> he said, he said yeah, nephew you like, nephew, uh, I know the motherfucker yeah, fuck I know him. the motherfucker <laughs> he's corny so, and then after we started talking he said man you look like you could be a Murphy but <laughs> come backstage <laughs> <laughs> and he actually brought me backstage it was cool because Mike knew me okay and he was like yo we can meet my man sick he's like he was sitting next to me outside <laughs> we just started kicking it backstage but he didn't give Charlie a break and Charlie had a good set Charlie had a decent set but Uncle Ray was killing him uh, how so, long you know uh, Mike Epps for oh me and Mike go back at least 20, 25 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, you like, grew up together? or No, Mike is from Indiana. Okay. Yeah. But when All Mike right. got into the comedy set, he came to New York, and Mike was grinding, baby. One of the, the biggest shows that we did together was, uh, well, the last show that I did with Mike, I opened for him at um, Syracuse University. Okay. Okay. He was uh, the headliner of the show there. I happened to be in Syracuse because I was hosting a show for Blue Magic. Right. And something happened to his opener. So he called the promoter that I was working for because he knew she was a Syracuse promoter. He said, listen, I need an opener, and is there anybody local that can come over to the college real quick and, and do like a set for me? So she said, well, I'm I'm doing the uh, Blue Magic concert. Sink is in town. He said, Sink, yo, put the nigga on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and started chopping it up. Right away, right? And, you know, it was just working the logistics between the two uh, show times. And their show was at like 6 o'clock in the evening, and the Blue Magic shit didn't start till 8, so it worked out perfect. It was only 20 minutes of distance. All right. So I ran over to Syracuse, did that, and then it ran back. And it was just good being around Mike. Man, Mike is, Mike is one of the most genuine cats that you could ever be around and Mike's grind was honest I mean he did a one man show when we were still pretty early in our game and when you do a one man show about your own life it's an open book B. Yeah. you know when you reveal certain things like Mike started talking about the dudes that used to hang out on the corner and the gamblers and shit like that and dudes that used to send them to the store and him and his siblings you know with their moms and moms was trying to raise them by herself and she was doing the best she can and then Mike said, yo, I want some, some brand new tennis shoes. That's what they call sneakers in Indiana. Yeah. And um, she was like, well, I don't have money to get you any tennis shoes. You got to wear the ones you got on. If you want some new ones, you need to ask your daddy. He said, well, shh, <laughs> if I knew who my daddy was, I'd ask the motherfucker. So she said, you see Ace, the motherfucker, he pass on the corner all the time. Oh, Lord. Playing dice and shit like 
Ask that motherfucker for the tennis shoes. He was like, that nigga's like, my Like, time pops. out, time exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> this is a dude that he has known from being one of the dudes that hang out in the corner. That's funny. That would send him to the store to get shit. He just knew him that way. He never knew that Call that the was the store, son. Exactly. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, right, right, what? Him son. <laughs> Come here, little nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'll whip your ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, that's how Mike found out who his father was. So, so uh, I, I, I cut you off earlier. <coughs> your, your, your influence was... Uh, Richard Pryor Richard Pryor Eddie Red Murphy, Fox Red, Fo- oh, oh, Red Fox I was yeah. a huge Red Fox fan Semford and Son I, I watched I was, that religiously Oh <laughs> Shit really It's when the big it, one When it first came on It came on Friday night Channel 4 at 8 o'clock Oh man And me And that man's father His father can go through <laughs> Sanford and Son And 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 the Odd Couple episodes word for fucking word. Yeah, He's not lying. I legit just brought him like a couple of months ago the whole complete set of San Francisco. Really? He's not lying. Yo, I had no problem. That show, man, I watched that religiously. Oh, so. Red Fox was a beast. Yeah, he Trust was. me yeah. when I tell you. And people, like you say, go to Richard Pryor first, mm-hmm. but Red was one of Richard Pryor's yeah. influences. Uh, I have love and, and admiration for Bill Cosby mm-hmm. and Sinbad he also. kind of started it a little bit, Bill Cosby. Well, Bill Cosby was that cat that was a mainstream celebrity as a black man yeah. when there were very few. Yep. You know, he was the co-star of a show called I Spy. I Spy, yep. With Robert Cope. And he, he, he was the first one actually to make black stunt doubles because he was tired of white people stunting as him really when they would do like stunt moves sound like some Bill Cosby do so oh, he okay. <laughs> he was the first official guy to admit, he's like I, I want a black guy as my stunt was the first black person I had no idea that's crazy but and it, and this is this is why on that I, show I this is the, the, the reason why what has happened to Bill recently mm-hmm. it's hard for people that know him to swallow no yeah, that's understandable and there's a yeah. lot of other shit that goes along with that first of all Bill Cosby wanted to buy NBC mm-hmm and had the money and the means to do it. He bought the Little Rascals. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. And he bought the he, he made the Little Bill show and that's so valuable. black people could watch a show that relate to them. And the Cosby show and the, uh, the, Cat, uh, the 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 cartoon the, Fat Out. Fat Out. Oh, yeah. The Cosby hey, Kids. Hey, hey. Exactly. <laughs> he did that. But what people don't realize is that when he wanted to buy NBC, that's something that America wasn't even ready to swallow. Mm-mm. A black man running a major branch mm-hmm. of media. It's like when Michael Jackson bought Sony. They, they weren't thinking. They like, weren't trying to hear that either. <laughs> but he did, though. But they can control that. Yeah, he owns 50% of it. Now, when you talking about NBC, now, yeah, they don't mind giving Oprah something like yeah, own. Yeah, a channel. Because the circulation yeah, is so exactly. much smaller. If he's going to own NBC. <laughs> we all black. <laughs> <laughs> there's a problem. Now, when I went to New York Institute of Technology for communications. Okay. And one of the first classes I got was a radio class. And before you can broadcast anything across the radio waves regarding news, it has to come from UPI, the United Press International, or the AP ticker, the Associated Press. You can't broadcast anything that doesn't come off those two clickers. All right. Right away, as a freshman, my wheels started turning and saying, so they can control what it is that you broadcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because anything that comes across those tickers, they've already censored and taken Mm -hmm. out what they didn't want. Yeah, you can't just put anything raw. Mm -hmm. You can't just say anything. It's not anything about language. That's the FCC's job. It's about content. It's funny funny you said that. Things like that Bill Cosby was going to reach out to. And things that, yeah, 
that. What do you think about the whole situation? Bill? I know, like you said, it's hard to swallow. But my opinion, I, from researching it, that shit was going on. It's like our e pill. Like, this is, it's, it's, this it's, is it's, it was going on. This I is, laughed because the first episode he called it the Spanish flu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was that? Spanish yeah. fly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Spanish flu. That's I'm, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> but see, this is the thing. I don't drink alcohol. All right. I have a an alcohol wagon at my crib for friends that want to drink. So yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Back when Bill Cosby was a young man. Those drugs that he was talking about were recreational drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Quaaludes. Yeah. You know, um, the Spanish Fly. If he even, yeah. Spanish Fly was a myth, really. I don't yeah. even know if that shit even exists. But they all talked about it from when we were kids. That was the name for give it. Give a girl yeah. the Spanish Fly. Yeah. You know, that became... Um, he said it on the Saturday Night Show in like the 80s. Exactly. He said it live on the show. Like, and it wasn't any big It was deal. no problem. Exactly. Um, and there were women that would come over and say, look, I need a little something to relax. Mm-hmm. What you have to also do is put yourself in the shoes of those women that go to a man's house and he passes you two pills and you swallow them. Mm-hmm. Really, without finding out what that is or what it's gonna, how mm-hmm. it's gonna affect you. Now, I'm not saying if he's making a woman unconscious or something, he, he's right to do that. I doubt that. What he, he did, did was wrong. Well, but it was being done. Well, this is the thing. As we just said, Bill Cosby was one of the first major black celebrities years ago mm-hmm. Bill Cosby had women coming out the woodwork yeah. trust and believe mm-hmm. the part of Bill Cosby's relationship with these women that you never hear him talk about is the adultery part because mm-hmm. Camille knew about it mm-hmm. Camille mm-hmm. arranged something I didn't even think about that that's exactly. true yeah. 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 That, married, that yeah. part either yeah. one percenters are allowed to do that Camille stuff. even arranged some of these meetings you know as, so that part of it was never really discussed the thing was when Bill Cosby was trying to get NBC the first time, they took his son. Oh, when yeah. Ennis Cosby was killed, all the media said was that he had stopped to help some people change a tire. Two guys came up behind him and killed him. Mm-hmm. They didn't say it was a robbery. They didn't say that he had a vendetta. And there was never any, oh, we got to find the guys that killed Ennis Cosby. It was a message. And I think Bill, as far as I could tell, ingested that message. He digested the message and knew what it was about. Left it alone. He continues his career. Pretty soon it comes up again. You know what? I think I want to buy NBC. And there's a lot of other things in between that. It's not just about buying NBC, but people don't realize that when the Cosby show was on, that morphed into different world. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It's about ownership. It was... The, that was a period of the largest enrollment of students, minority students in this country. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up on that. I remember seeing that. It was, that was a big Different, deal. Well, that was with Jada Pinkett, right? And it made... She world. was on the show, but no, it was, was, was a Jasmine show, Guy. Jasmine, yeah. Jasmine Guy, yeah. was one. Of, it was actually created for Denise Huxable, uh, Lisa Bonet. Yeah, the spinoff. Yeah, she was in it, too. Yeah, because yeah. it was based on her. Oh, right. And That's the, the spinoff, basically. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Her going to college. Then, and uh, then, yeah. what's that comedian name? Uh, like Grownish. He just passed away a few years ago. I think a couple a year ago. Uh, 
that was in different world. Yeah, light skin uh, comedian. He, he didn't pass he, away. Uh, Sinbad. Sinbad. Didn't he pass away? No, <laughs> he had a stroke, man. Oh, I don't don't put death on Sinbad. Sorry, Sinbad. Sinbad's a man. I thought he died. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but you no. say these, and you know that's crazy because somebody <laughs> had put that. Died, somebody had put that on social media. I was sad. And his daughter. I was sad. His daughter was away at school. And she was hysterical <laughs> when she saw it on wow. social media. Oh, I did read she, about that. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. he died. I was like, yeah. all right. Nah, Sinbad's still here. He's, he is recovering from a stroke. Oh, yeah, because he, he, he had the stroke, and then he didn't. Because right before his stroke, he was still kind of doing what little things here and there. Had, oh, let's, let's put it out there. Isn't he the real Shazam? <laughs> we don't speak, we don't speak about life. that. <laughs> what a yo, life he had, though. Yo, had they think Shaq is the real Shazam, and nah, no. no. Sinbad. Sinbad. I've seen it. That's not uh, even, he's, not, he's not even a real Sinbad. Exactly. It's a real Sinbad. He so, took that talking about the movie Sinbad? Yeah, oh, yeah, with his, that yeah. big brolic ass dude. He, he, had a, he was a, uh, <laughs> It was actually a cartoon called Sinbad. He was a pirate that yeah, had a yeah. belt. He would pull yep. the belt and mm-hmm. shit would tighten mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's on Popeye. That's, that's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> <laughs> Sinbad <laughs> had a life, man. He really did. Well, Sinbad, he was in the Air Force. He quit the Air Force. People don't realize about Sinbad. I had a friend that worked on a boat with Sinbad. And it was a week-long gig. They had to do five shows. All right. He said Sinbad blew the roof off of that goddamn ship. I bet. All five shows I bet. didn't repeat a single joke. That's mm. the other thing about Sinbad. No, that's talent. Five well, no, different sets. The other that's thing about talent, Sinbad. These, these new comedians, sorry to cut you yeah, off, yeah. these new comedians be repeating the hell out of themselves. Yeah. Well, like, that's a, but that's the annoying. thing. The thing about Sinbad also, well, you really got really big of it. He never cursed in anything. Yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. other never, thing. Never. He was clean. Him and Cosby yeah. kept it clean, and I used to admonish younger comedians that were coming behind me. I said, listen, always develop a clean set. Get known for your clean yeah. material yeah. because that opens up your market. You get on NBC. I said, you, you, <laughs> you love, you love uh, Eddie Murphy, you love Red Fox, but you would only see them in movies or, late or night. on late, 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 late night interviews. But you wouldn't see them hawking primetime date. Uh, anybody's product doing commercials mm-hmm. and things like that or, or primetime TV. Well, that's, that's, that's kind of like what, uh, with Martin Lawrence. Because exactly. he, 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 got, he got banned from Saturday Night Live. Really? You know, so yeah, because he's Martin Lawrence. He was Lawrence. just on there. Was he? He just did a come uh, to, because to, it's so weird. Him and Eddie Murphy, his daughter is marrying his son, Eddie Murphy's oh, son. Yeah. Really, Martin's daughter is married. He said, "I hope they come out with a super wow. comedian." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, He's about like, I can't get rid of him. The womb, like. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Wow, I didn't know that. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's funny though. That but they're peers. Yeah, they like. You know, they want movie Martin life together. Exact life, and then boomerang. Boomerang. Yeah. Well, remember, um, Martin. He's said many times he's looked up to him. Like, course, yeah, he I looked bet. up to him. Of yeah. course, of course. Martin, Martin got his start. He was a stand-up comedian, too. You know well, he Martin got, he got his start, start as a legit party. actor. He got oh, a house party. Okay, he, okay. Was, he was on What's Happening yes, when they yes. had the sequel, What's Happening Now. Ah, he was gotcha. a regular character on that. He's okay, an actor okay. first. Yeah. He, he was in House Party. That was his, like... No, big. I know that. He was a DJ. Oh, he was a DJ, yeah, yeah exactly. But he had become a comedian by that time. He was working, like, at an appliance store or something. Martin Him and Kid they all worked at the same appliance store. When Martin so was and doing comedy, I used to... Uh, my brother used oh, to live in um, a part of Maryland called... Um, it doesn't matter. But they used to have a, a comedy store down there called uh, The Comedy Connection. Okay. And I'm talking to the manager at the Comedy Connection, and he said, 
yeah, Martin was one of the comedians that used to come out here, but when we used to see him like approaching, walking through the parking lot on his way here, we would turn the lights off and <laughs> pretend like the spot was closed. Damn! He said Martin, Martin, <laughs> yeah, word, Martin like. just used to bomb all the time. Really? Uh, but Martin was so determined, mm -hmm. he, he, he kept grinding. But these guys were like, the comedians were complaining that this guy would wear the crowd out with, with the bullshit he was doing, then they got to bring him back. But Martin Martin almost bombed the first time he was on the Apollo. Really? Because Damn. he started talking about the history of the Apollo and the crowd was like, motherfucker, we didn't come here about these walls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he was just in awe. But then, you know, he, he did something about a girl and then became the girl like he does Shanae Yeah. And, and pulled the audience back in and, and oh, you know they when kept he it restless oh, yeah. over there <laughs> Martin, Martin, Martin's, and Martin's Martin is a kid that was <laughs> he was a problem in class because he was an active you know what they call ADD yeah. uh, you know okay, back in the yeah. day just you can't sit your ass down yeah. mm -hmm. and um, the teacher used to have to give him time promise him time at the end of the day oh, wow. to entertain the class wow to get him to sit down. Wow. And Martin will tell you, man, he, he was the, the, the problem for a lot of people because he was always amped like that. What he did for that show, though? Oh, Martin, <laughs> the Martin show? Let me tell you something. Man, the Martin show... Oh, my God. <laughs> the Martin show was meteoric. The it way, was amazing. The way it hit the airwaves and the, the amount of celebrities that it had on its storylines yep. and the way you fell in love with those characters... And you know, it was it was so well done, and it was a sad thing when they got into the last season. There yeah. was some friction you between. You could tell he wasn't in the episodes a well, lot. Him and, and yeah. Tisha Campbell. Yeah, yeah, they got into it because uh, he was, was dating. Yeah. He was dating Pam. <coughs> well, it wasn't that Tisha was already married to Dwayne Martin. Yeah, but from what I heard, it was it's a rumor that he had done something on stage that she didn't really appreciate, and she got very offended. And she said, I will not be shot on camera with him. So they had to create episodes where she got yeah. a job in, in California York, yeah. and he was still in Detroit. Yeah. And, and and that, that just takes away from it at that point. You know, it it's did. not you the same. You could tell it looked yeah. different. Like and Martin's energy like, wasn't the yeah, same. Yeah, you could tell. Man. He wasn't even in yeah. episodes a lot. And and his he was on some kind of medication at the time where his eyes weren't even the Martin eyes that you were used to. So that last season, I think it was season five. How that was the last one, a, yeah. How you know that's a perfect show? Because... The show wouldn't have been the same without any any anybody on that cast. If they would have without anybody Everybody on that cast, it would it wouldn't have been. Well, yeah, great. look, look, you just said look at the last season. Look, La the last yeah. season it went down. Look, that was like it. Cole, yeah. what Cole brought to that show. Who's on the circuit right yeah. now? Oh my god! And uh, Pam, oh, Pam that, was yeah. the BDB. That whole connection oh, yeah. with the BDB. With the mug shots. Remember, <laughs> remember the, the vacation when he took her on the on the. Uh, uh, cereal box vacation, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the big ass uh, rat, uh, <laughs> Hennigan's Island, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Okay, Neon Lolly Love, <laughs> beat the shit out of the. So I gotta ask, pulling <laughs> <laughs> out the window. <laughs> I gotta ask. We're, we're, talk, we're talking about so many legends and people that we grew up with, and then the legend what they grew up with. What do you think of how comedy is today? You know how how you think things have changed and everything. Well, as I said, we we're in a time when people are super sensitive. Yeah. Um, you know they don't re they don't really appreciate the fact that when you come into a comedy club, we're gonna take down all this sensitivity shit. Mm -hmm. We're coming in here to laugh, have mm -hmm. fun, have fun, yeah. and then we go back out into the real world and we can be the respectful human beings to everybody that we need to be. 
Right. But if I happen to to make a joke and I use the word midget, you're not supposed to start picking it no. in the middle of the fucking comedy show because I use the word midget. It's yeah. the gay culture. I'm, it's, it's, that's it's, the, that's the you say that all of a sudden you're against I midgets. Mean, yeah. Like what the hell? It's the source. And I got to take my hat off and applaud Kevin Hart because one of his dreams was to host the Oscars. Yeah, I remember that story. And when the opportunity came, and then they go 10 years back into his material and say, well, you did this, that, the other thing. We want you to apologize. he apologized. No, he didn't. Not at first. That's why he didn't didn't do the the show. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, you you are not giving people the luxury of evolution. Mm -hmm. None of us is the same person we were 10 years right, ago. Exactly. We, we have different opinions, mm-hmm. different feelings. We may be on opposite sides of the political coin. The people that were Democrats 10 years ago that are Republicans now. Yeah, yeah. more people are changing now, I exactly. read it. Exactly. Yeah. That's and what tells me about know, the Cosby thing, though, then. And that's the How thing. How can you bring it up? He's a total different man. Because they're and coming see, out. And that's that what was it is. the one other thing. thing. When the time was allowed. No, I know, but, but once one doing, person come out, all of a sudden everybody come out. All of those women that claimed he had violated them were outside of the statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. The one that they got him on was an 11th hour statute of limitations going to end in a half hour. Mm-hmm. So let's shove this forward mm-hmm. and file the petition. Mm-hmm. And she looked like somebody's uncle. I, I was like, of <laughs> all the women that you could have been with, this is the one that you're going to go mm-hmm. down for? And <laughs> Cosby was, was protected. Game. By the deal that he, he made with to get the him out of jail. Attorney. Yeah, and then the judge had a grudge Ex- with that addiction. Isn't that, isn't that the reason why they released him though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The judge yeah. had a grudge. He had immunity. Exactly. He got out. He had immunity, so he was in a position where he could answer any question that he wanted, but you couldn't prosecute him because he had signed that agreement. The yeah. judge resurfaced it because he had a grudge because with the district attorney because I think the district attorney was sleeping with the judge's wife or something. And so he had a serious grudge about it, so he brung it up. Uh, he didn't even care. Well, isn't technically with something like that, uh, he's not supposed to even be in that case, right? He's not even supposed well, he, he shouldn't he even be in that case. Yeah, 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 he shouldn't even be in that case, yeah. But uh, I didn't even know about all that. That's yeah. that's some Tyler Perry shit. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> it was some deep shit. Like, that's, that's why the judge resurfaced it. <laughs> he shouldn't even step foot in jail. Exactly. Really, if you think about it. Legally, he should have never been never. prosecuted. Never. So I know, I know we talking about Bill Cosby and everything. Well, I was going to say. Let's talk about our guest, man. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's here. He's a comedian. <laughs> I know, but he's putting us up on game. Hey, I didn't fuck anybody that didn't ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just put that out there. He okay. said, I ain't slipped nobody no pills. Nobody <laughs> nah, came for me to relax. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> had cameras on all, every one of these bitches. <laughs> so, they can't come up with any stories. What was that, that, that um, um, Dave Chappelle shit? The, the release that they exactly, had Exactly. When you <laughs> signed the waiver. Yep. <laughs> you do that? No. Okay. <laughs> check the box there. Yeah, check, check the box. Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon got an app now. He's making an app where it's like a consensual app. Like, you could... Wouldn't I that just exactly like, like call, yeah, to me? That's, uh, that's let's cool talk, as let's, shit. Let's talk about our guests. He, right? he <laughs> got that from Dave Chappelle. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably did. <laughs> so <laughs> I, what I believe with the, the the way comedians, I feel like comedians can't do their job anymore. I feel like it's a lost art in the sense of you can't say what you want. And I think the big yeah. gift of it is the the gay community. They have really put a stress put on a the huge, fact that yeah sense of uh, well political correctness has has really swung the pel- pendulum way mm-hmm. over into the other direction, yeah. and the gay community is part of it. Um, molested women with the Me Too movement yeah. is part of it. 
uh, everybody has a little something that now you can't talk about. It's one of the reasons why Steve Harvey said that he's not doing. Do people go anymore. that hard though on on a, like abusive women and, and Me Too movement on the comedian world? I feel not like it's more the gay really, thing. It's always not been the gay really, thing. but see, if you think about it, and I would like to think that I haven't been affected by it because my my material really wasn't harsh at any particular group. You know, I do a lot of current events things and things about old school and growing yeah. up or what have you. But, uh, you know, when you're hosting and things happen before you, mm -hmm. you have to be quick on your feet, like you were asking before about hecklers or what have you. So yeah. it could come in to play very quickly. Yeah, that's just a part of the show. But um, the thing with what's going on now is that anytime you say anything about anybody, there's somebody, somebody. that's offended. Mm -hmm. Somebody. And, yeah, when you, and, and you would think that you're not affected by it, but if you go listen to some of those old Def Jam mm -hmm. tapes now. yeah. You almost cringe. That's what I love, though. Yeah, like, that's what a comedian world's supposed to be—a a safe haven. The fact that anything goes. We can laugh. And why? Why take it so serious? We like, can laugh. It's been here generations and generations. Why so serious? It, and and a comedian said that too. He's like, I'm not talking about you. I'm, exactly. I'm talking about the subject, but I'm not talking directly at you to be like, oh, I feel so offended. Like, I mean, take well, take the AGT comedians that go on there. They. Special need ones too, and they make fun of themselves, uh, exactly. so you can't do it. Exactly. And the judges love the whole shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. even if you throw in a little bit of naughty stuff in your jokes, the audience love it. Simon go crazy. Oh, yeah. I love when you're a little naughty. For the history of, <laughs> <laughs> for the history of comedians, they always hackled their own self. Like, like blacks, they would talk about black people. Like, they were like, black people, this, black people, well, you can't get a job, blah, blah, blah. That like technique way, is like used to disarm. Potential heckler. Exactly. Exactly. I'll talk about you rag what's, on yourself. What's obvious, so that the guy that was sitting there thinking that he was going to yeah, crack on me on about that, <laughs> now I've taken all your material yep, exactly, away. Exactly. Exactly. But um, you know, it's 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 a sad time that we're in. I I've, I've, I've been blessed to to travel to the UK three times a year okay. since mm -hmm. 1999. I was going to ask you, have yeah. you traveled? I used to do a lot of touring in the UK. I've been fortunate enough to work up in Canada, mm. in the Caribbean, various islands in the Caribbean. I've been on the left coast in California, what have you. I've done things along the east coast and down south, Florida, Virginia. Chicago? South Carolina. I haven't performed in Chicago. Sh yet. I heard Chicago. Chicago's no off the chain. So and their joke. comedians are. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, Bernie and all that. Bernie, yep. Robin Harris, yep. uh, my man Mark <laughs> Simmons. They're not playing. Who, who's less known. Chicago not playing with a couple of comedians. And, and, um, and like Detroit area. Detroit, exactly. Well, you know, the thing about New York comedians is that we're one of the few groups of comedians that promoters will ask for. Based on demographic, geographic, yeah. uh, geographic area. Well, wouldn't that wouldn't that be smart though? In that sense, like that's almost like a marketing thing. It is right? a marketing thing. Yeah. yeah. When, it, when we did um, when we did BET's Comic View when they were taping it in Atlanta, Ricky Smiley was the host. He was on. He was on one of the episodes. I was. Yo, not not to cut you off. This man's been told by Ricky Smiley for like the last. I love episode. Comic View. <laughs> I used to stay up late just to watch because I used to laugh my ass off and I was young as shit. <laughs> With Ricky Smiley, and I was on the following season when Bruce Bruce was the host. Bruce yeah. Bruce, yeah. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Bruce is a beast too. But yeah. me and another comedian named Poetic Justice, who's also from New York, and we happen to grow up in the same neighborhood, but uh -huh. we were down there taping for the same same um, segment of shows. We were standing outside of the dressing room. We had put our stuff on. 
and one of the crew members came up to us and said, yo, you guys, would you be comedians from New York? We said, yeah. He said, oh, well, we could tell from the way you dress, you guys are New York comedians. Because yeah. we you had a Kango hat on Poetic and I, <laughs> uh, our appearance is as much of our show as about you know, as uh, the material coming out of our mouths. And I tell people all the time, it's always good to get people to start to listen before you even say a word. Mm -hmm. You know, whether they like what you have on or not, people look at you when you're dressed and like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) 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 So you immediately snatch your attention. Poetic and I are of the same school of thought regarding our appearance. So we're standing there and this guy came up to us, you guys are from the other said, yeah. He said, okay, I'm going to let the rest of the crew know because we look forward to New York comedians <laughs> because the material, we don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> he said, everybody else from all over the country, more or less, was, yo, black people do this, but white people do that. White people do it this way, but when black people do it, and they say, you know, after being on the, the, the crew and you mm-hmm. watching comedian after comedian after comedian. It gets old. It gets very old. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always told people that my, my goal when I'm performing Let's say I go on on tour or I have a weekend at a certain venue. I watch the staff. If I can make the staff that's hearing comedians day in and day out move, I know the crowd is going to move. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that waitress, she's there for all of these cats. Right. And she's heard them all. But if you can get her to giggle, the folks that are sitting down there paying to come in there, they're going to have a hell of a time. Yep. Yeah. Because it's special for them. So gotcha, yeah. So, um, you know, while we were doing Comic View, and Comic View was, is, is a special little beast because... I remember the show. I remember. I loved, yeah. I loved Comic View, bro. Comic oh, View was, a, was amazing, but <laughs> the secret with Comic View is that when Comic View was aired, they weren't held to the same uh, standard that network TV was held to. And when I say that, they didn't have to pay comedians scale wages. Yeah, I was going to say, not, not, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, I was just thinking because the comic view was on, uh, was on BET. BET. That was regular cable. It was regular yeah. cable. And I happened to get into the Screen Actors Guild pretty early in my, my career because I booked a commercial with Miller Lite. Oh, that's what? So they... You get an invitation. You can do a, a, a union gig without being in the union the first time, but then you get an invitation to join the union, and you have to join the union if you want to do union gigs down oh, the they road. Oh, they don't give you a choice, basically. You're not fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, plan it simple. I'm there, like, be, cut it straight. That's how you keep. You gonna be cool you, with us, right? That's right. I that's, guess so. That's how you keep the union strong. <laughs> and at the time, it cost twelve hundred dollars for me to get into the union. That was Damn. that was back in the early nineties. Felt like five grand. Damn, my yeah, daughter, I'm about to say. my <laughs> first daughter, who's an act actress as well, mm. she graduated from Stanford in two thousand one. Okay, and I had promised her that when it was time for her to get her Screen Actors Guild card, I would pay her initiation fee. The last time she talked to me, she said it was thirty five hundred to get in. Mm. Damn, and I was like you know it went up. I might not be your real father. She's <laughs> 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 like, I'm taking you to Mari, Dad. <laughs> You're not dancing your way out of this one. Like, I just, I just found this out. I don't <laughs> we don't look alike. Exactly. <laughs> say, you know what? I got some questions for your mom. It's <laughs> like the damn sags. <laughs> oh man. So, um, you know, BET didn't have to deal with union 
wages. Yeah. Right. A lot of people got exploited. Bob Johnson was the CEO and proprietor of BET at the time. When they were doing Comic View in L.A. and it was a, a contest format when D.L. Hughley was the host. Yeah, yeah. HBO. Mm -hmm. And, HBO. you know, as you win, you would stay and then new comedians would come on and they would judge and then the winner would gotcha. stay. okay, okay. They were getting $150. Mm-hmm. Wow, so like a set? A Damn. Set, $150. That was the club, right? Exactly. Like when BT on, the, on TV. Yeah. When D.L. Hughley was hosting yeah, Comic he View. he took that from... Um, they were getting $150. Wait, so this is before MTV brought BET? Yeah, exactly. He before took that from... Viacom bought BET okay. or what have you. And $150, if you lived around the corner, that was... It was still insulting, but it, yeah. you had something in your pocket. Yeah. Especially for New York. Uh, They're not yeah, paying yeah, yeah. your airfare. They weren't paying your hotel. You had to... Kick what? all of that out If you had a regular job Like I did Right You had to take, take days off, off From mm -hmm. there So they, they came up to me Like three times uh, Promoters in New York Said Sink They want to know If you're interested In doing Comic View Yeah And I said I'm not Going to pay To do their show Right right And it's on BET That had commercials The whole nine And the real salt in the wound was at the time there was a show called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous with Robin Leach mm. Mm. and Bob Johnson was on that right. drinking champagne in a, <laughs> in, a, in a pool that he called his bathtub and showing how much money he had but here you are exploiting these um, young comedians, these young comedians yeah, that yeah. are trying to make it but you, you, I'm assuming that you would think that you would think oh well they get paid $150 and they're on TV I, you know, they should be happy. I guess that's, that was their that, mindset, that's right? That's the mindset. Yeah. There's 20 million people that's going to see you. Well, if you're not flashing my name and my uh, contact information. Put, give me a show after this motherfucker. What made you change it? your mind and go on to Comic View? Comic View, after um, litigation, Comic View was now held to the, and cable was held to the same standard as network TV. Oh, okay. So okay. when I did Comic View, I was right. already in SAG. They had to pay me twelve hundred mm. for ten minutes. Makes makes sense mm. now. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "I'll uh, be there I'm tomorrow." <laughs> right? He's like, now. "Oh, now I'll be on Comic <laughs> now, View." Exactly. Exactly. And you could you can mark that with the Ricky Smiley years in Atlanta. That was the first yes. year that that cable had to be held to the same standard mm. as network TV. My first network appearance was Showtime at the Apollo in 96. Right. And because it's a union house, the rate at that time was $123 a minute. Yeah. Mm. So they pay you for 10 minutes. Holy shit. And then they edit it down from there. See, and then every time they broadcast it again, you get residuals. Cable didn't have to be held to that standard. Same uh, thing with um, did you, yeah, when you did you own Def your own catalog? Like when when that happens, like the residual. No, part. what you do when you do that set, that's their property. That's their property. So they can they have their. Yeah. That's what that's a, that's a oh, because you don't sign nothing technically. Well, you sign. That's to a work for hire from Kurt. Right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's your property. Yeah. That set you can do with it what you want, uh, but you're gonna pay me anytime you broadcast it. Gotcha. And residuals get lower and lower, yeah. so they're only for a period of time. Isn't that the same thing oh, that uh, that Dave Chappelle went through, basically? With, uh, With Comedy show? Central? Yeah, right? No, they wanted well, them to change the whole thing. His, his no. formula was going to get changed. <laughs> yeah. Dave Chappelle, the Dave Chappelle show was the baby born of him and Neil Brennan. Yeah. They created that show. 
and they were just paid by Comedy Central. Look, we're going to give you a comedy show. You guys do what you do, which is why the early shows, when he comes out to <laughs> intro to the audience, he would always say, we still here, but we oh, <laughs> you know what I'm because <laughs> that their makes whole sense. thing was okay. about pushing the envelope. Yeah, oh, like, they pushed it. Oh yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> pushed it with the nigga family and That shit was hilarious and probably the most watched comedy show or maybe show of any type yeah. in cable history. Yeah. yeah, and by the time they had the third season, because when they came back from the second season, Dave was like, "Yo." I don't believe it, but we back for another season. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to see how far we can push it this time. It was amazing. That I show. ain't going to front. My boy from Brooklyn put me on to that show. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, when that we was, was overseas. Show. Yeah. Oh, that show was crazy. <laughs> and the third season was when, they, if I understand it correctly, they offered them $50 million for 50 the million. third season. But we're going to put all these writers in, and we're going to do this, and we're going to touch that. And now you've taken the organic element out of it man the thing that made it special yeah you, i mean he tried to say it on oprah dilute. basically he was like yeah they they try yeah. to make him wear a dress they try all to kinds do of shit all and kinds they of will shit, talk like, to you about you know mysterious yeah. um people like the illuminati and yeah, shit yeah. like that but without saying it they was like their forces beyond what we can talk about so you you've met uh dave before yeah i met dave um I used to host uh, a comedy, well, it, it actually was a live um, music show at a spot called Cafe Wa. Okay. Cafe Wa is in the same building as the Comedy Cellar on McDougal Street in the village. That place is nice. Like they, I've never been, but I've seen that because I watched somebody at comedy. It's yeah. You just go straight downstairs. It's you a little intimate little thing. Tiny, beautiful. Tiny. It's beautiful. And That's you're dope. right there. Yeah. And above... The comedy room is a restaurant where people go to just eat and the okay. comics hang out in there. You know, if you walk through that restaurant, you'll see on a regular Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock will be hanging yeah. out in there. When Kevin Hart has to come to New York, he usually hangs out in there. Uh, a lot of my friends, God willing, um, God rest his soul, Patrice O'Neill used to be a regular yeah. there. Um, Will Sylvans, you know, that was the place to hang out. And then on the other side of it was Cafe Wild, was a music venue. And they used to have something called Funk Night Tuesdays. And I used to host that along with Will Sylvans. And we would intro um, the different, the band that would come up and play for people. And then we had an open mic segment. But before they would go to the open mic segment, there was a break. So rather than just having people mill around, they had us do a set of, of comedy while the people were waiting for the band to, to pick up for their second set. All right. And uh, Dave Chappelle's come through there. Um, there used to be a club called uh, the Boston Comedy Club down in the village that used to have a big comedy show on Sundays that was hosted by Talent and Will Sylvans and Dave used to come through there and do, you know, and these guys at that level, you're not getting paid by that room because that room can't pay you. Yeah, you're just doing it for the love of you're the just game. Doing it, and, yeah. and you may have a big gig coming up like Chris yeah, Rock will, town, yeah. will 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 test market his stuff at those smaller rooms. Mm -hmm. Does he? He has a easy him and um <laughs> Kevin Hart have a show out here soon. Oh really? At um the Jones Beach Amphitheater? No, not the Amphitheater. The Jones Beach Theater. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And I've 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 introed Chris Rock at least three times. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! Nice. He's where, a legend. He's where, a legend. You yeah. know, I just tell people, listen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you were here. <laughs> To see whoever you were here to see, but uh, you're not gonna see them. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> <laughs> it's a special night, and you know the faces get sullen. And I'll say because 
I'm not even gonna go through credits, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Rock, and he comes out, boom. Ah, uh, okay. I okay. don't give a fuck about who it was. That <laughs> right, came right, to right, right, right. Be there, son. But y'all thought you wanted to see me? Nah, not anymore, man. Who's is this? Get him <laughs> off the stage, right? <laughs> and uh, there was a time where I was booked at Caroline's, and the manager came up to me and said, "Hey, sing, here's your money for the night." I said, "Well, damn, kid, I didn't even go on." Yeah, he said, "Nah, Chris is in the house. He's just gonna take the night and work out." So what? That's free money right there. Yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Sit down in the audience and watch Chris do his thing. So you you talk right. about uh, all these different clubs and whatnot. Um, you said you played out here on the island. Mm-hmm. Is it the same atmosphere? Because I feel like there's not too many comedy clubs out here. No, basically it's governors and the brokerage. Okay. But back in the day, you had Nagasaki's, you had Cafe Wonderful, you had Giggles. Um, there were a few spots out here that we used to work out in. And uh, the ones that have existed is Governors, which is in Levittown. Yeah, I know that one. And um, the brokerage. I've never performed at the brokerage, but I've had a lot of friends. Where's that one located? I'm not even sure. But my friends on Long Island, cats okay. that I went to school with, said, hey, listen, let me know when you're booked at the brokerage. And I've never even gone out there, but uh, those are the two main Main names. Oh, they got Maguire's over by over out here, actually. Oh, okay. And Ron uh, the thing is that what folks don't know about comedy, comedy is a very hmm. Uh, the word I'm looking for, it's a highly regulated entity. Alright. Um, there is there's truth to what Chris, um, what um Dave Chappelle says about forces that you don't see. <laughs> that was the problem with Deaf Comedy Jam. That circumvented that network. Somebody, yeah. what, somebody, um, I feel like uh, a comedian was on there talking about all this shit, and people were laughing, mm-hmm. like Princess Diana, how she died, and it was Queen Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and then it was like there was so much truth of what he was saying. Everybody's just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at this shit. I'm like. Do y'all know what y'all laughing at? Exactly. Like, That's why I said in the what? beginning. I think it was truthful. Bernie Mac that yeah. said that. He he had a whole segment, and he was just like going in. Yeah, there's, there's a like, lot damn. of truth to, to, to things that, you know, there's been attempts to unionize comedians, mm. and the guys that were trying to do it were getting phone calls in the middle of the night, pictures of their kids going to school and that type shit. Yeah, there. well, them death, death threats. the gatekeepers on... Comedy, the gatekeepers in music, the gatekeepers in anything that is, you know, sports, entertainment, anything that yeah. is a large money maker, they want to control that. Exactly, they want to control that. Yeah. And anything that is going to threaten that, they're going to suppress it quick, fast, and in a hurry. And it's true with with comedy. I go to England, and the guys over there ask me, "Hey, do you know so and so? He's from New York." I said, "Nah, I don't. I've heard of him." Mm. Oh well, you, both of you guys come from New York. I figured you would you would know him because he's a white comedian. He's on the mainstream mm. circuit. I'm not necessarily on the mainstream, not because I'm not welcome there, or th- that's where I started. My first set, as I said, was at Stand Up New York, which is a mainstream room. Mm. But the segregation was so it's it's like um, the Negro leagues in baseball, Major mm. League Baseball. There is. A concerted effort to keep you out of certain rooms. Its own genres. Yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. You think that still exists now? Oh, basically? without yeah. a doubt. Hell yeah. Like it's even more di- crazier doubt. now than, than well, it was. I, I was part of a show at the comic strip, and um, there was a, a friend of mine that was promoting it, Bert Smooth. And as I was walking in, 
the owner was outside telling people not to come in. <clears throat> but he didn't know that I was part of the show. Wow. And I had on my shades. I'm walking in, and I'm looking at him, and I'm listening to his conversation he's having with a white couple. And he said, he pointed to me, he said, it's their night tonight. Oh, mm. wow. So when I came in, I told the promoter, I said, listen, there's a guy outside that has a comic strip live jacket on. Older gentleman. He said, yeah, that's the owner. He said, I said, he's telling people not to come in. He said, really? He said, it doesn't surprise me. He said, the motherfucker's grimy like that. Damn. This is his own establishment. Right, right. And Yo, rather than make that? this that's money. through your bone. Exactly. exactly. So my man said, listen, set no what we're going to do, our, our, our last few shows, we're going to blow the roof off this motherfucker. And when we're gone, we're going to make them ask, yo, what happened to you? Mm -hmm. I hosted. Just double now. I hosted. Exactly. <laughs> I hosted Broadway Comedy Club for a year. Um, in, I think it was 2016, 2015 to 2016, because it's when. Trump was running and mm. a lot of my I was telling them listen comedians are voting for this motherfucker because that's four years of material it's <laughs> 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 so, like I foresee this shit <laughs> <laughs> and I was host for a year and on their website never once did they put my name on my picture as a host damn of wow nine o'clock Saturday night their biggest show of the week mm. your name not on it my name and my face is not on it. They just called Damn. it an all-star comedy show. And right after my show was an 11.30 show by so Richie Redding, who was one of the guys that would perform on my show. And one yeah. of my colleagues, they had his face and his name, the 11 o'clock show at mm. Broadway Comedy Club featuring Richie Redding. Yeah, for sure. That's, so, that's just a business. Yeah. Damn. So when I brought it to the manager's attention, he called the owner, and the owner said to me, oh, Sink, you know what? I'm not the person that enters the information on our website I'll get in touch with that person and we'll we'll try to correct oh, it oh damn now that was after I was doing it for about four months sounds right. like he was giving me the run around yeah that's what I was thinking yeah like, all jokes out. eight months later still wasn't on there so, so and, you know and we was. were packing that room to the point where they had to run in the basement or wanted to run to the other comedy rooms and bring in seats Mm. We need to stand up more as a unity well, yeah. well, that's Push that over oh. that, That's just always going to be done When we just it's slide it to the rug, and, it's, the rug. And, it's, and, and that's the thing when, when money's involved when you Let's let's say what happened with Colin Kaepernick mm -hmm. yeah. When Colin Kaepernick took a knee The thought was yo, All the players of color should take a knee mm -hmm. They are the product If they don't play The owners have nothing to sell yep. yeah. And that sounds like an easy fix but then, you know, guys start thinking about their pockets. Mm -hmm. Yo, man, I need this this money. Man. I signed this contract. I understand, Kaepernick, you're right about what you're doing, but I can't afford to blow this money, and that's how they always get That's what happened right. in the 92 finals, uh, Bulls and Lakers. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple guys on the Bulls, I forgot his name. He 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 grew up to be like an activist, like mm -hmm. his mother grew, you know, like one of those. Craig Hodges. Yeah, yeah, and um, best three point shooter in the league when he was there. Yeah, and he he he, he went to the White House. They won the championship. They went to the White House. In he a koofy. In a koofy. <laughs> and wrote the, wrote the president, uh, uh, George Bush Senior, uh -huh. the president wrote, wrote him a letter, basically saying what's going on in these streets and you know segregation, not segregation, um, police brutality and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I guess the the president read it, and then literally that was his last day in the NBA. Yeah, last yeah. day. I guess it got word to somebody big. He never played a game. The in gatekeepers, NBA. like you were saying, the gatekeepers. Know? He got. That's all it is. It goes. It gets right back to the gatekeeper. Like, yo, who's this guy? 
Exactly. <laughs> oh, he's in the NBA. Yeah? Uh, get him out. Yeah, yeah, get rid of him. Never Not even get him out. Yeah, never played a game maybe. after that. He's a hell, hell of a three-point shooter. He just won a championship. Uh, exactly. Never played a game. The best three-point shooter in the That's league right. at the time. And he talked to Jordan and Magic. And he said, he was like, you, if you guys do it, it'll, it'll be a stand. And Jordan was like, fuck out of here. And Magic said this because that was his first ring. He was mm-hmm. like, I ain't, I ain't wasting my chance on no my chance. And, and, and Jordan said, listen, Republicans buy mm-hmm. sneakers yeah. too. <laughs> he helped <laughs> <laughs> My Jordan is selling right it's, now. It's, it's like. crazy though because you you figure you know like you said with, with Jordan saying he's thinking like a businessman. He's thinking. Yeah. Like he's thinking like, like I know like you say I know you're right, but. Uh, I can't have my family outside on the streets. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so Shaq, Shaq's and there's certain start. guys that throw that to the wind. Kaepernick was the modern day Muhammad Ali. No, yeah. don't say that. Ma- don't Ma- say well, that. This is why I'm saying it because Muhammad Ali, when Muhammad Ali refused to go into the military, he was every champ. That was his prime. Mm-hmm. Angelo Dundee said, when people talk about seeing Muhammad Ali in their prime, I tell them to shut up because you've never, never seen, seen him, him in his prime. He was sitting in a jail cell mm. in his prime. No, he didn't go to jail. Oh, yeah, for three years. No, I thought he, he, he didn't go to jail. No, he did. I was I was alive and well when it really? happened. Yes, sir. He was watching it live, <laughs> all right? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not uh, right. He didn't go to jail. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. No, he, he, did. he got stripped of his title. He got stripped of I his didn't title. think he, he didn't no, do I, no time. No, he did. He was we need some info. Don't you, don't you pick up Google. We need some info. Will Smith playing his role, too. What you say? What'd you we need say? some info. Well, you, how you gonna get that? <laughs> He's I don't know. Google. He's yeah, Google. <laughs> no, he was I, watching I, it. I know. He can't record himself <laughs> watching it because cell phones didn't exist. But myself believes strongly that he I don't give a damn. <laughs> He's telling you what it is. Just like when he you were telling us, he was. We were watching Bill Cosby. Wow, I didn't think he did jail something. I just think he was. I thought he was revoked. K-Dog's gonna go home with Google. I gotta make sure about that. Then he's gonna go rewatch the one that Will Smith was. And they wanted him to do exhibition fights while he was in prison. He wow. was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Wow. Yeah, but I, I say don't compare him to Bob Ali because Kaepernick, he, yeah, he stood for a cause. I'm with that. Mm-hmm. But why is he in the NFL today? He's not in the NFL today. He's, he's trying he's out. He signed for the Raiders. The Raiders about to sign gonna, him. I'm hoping that they do. But why, if you're going to stand up, for, first of all, he, he took the money mm-hmm. that they, they, they handled out in court. Mm-hmm. No, they he, didn't, The settlement he the took. The settlement he took the money. And, and now he's going back to the same league that they he called well, them slaves. This is the thing. What the fuck? He, <laughs> he took the money from the settlement. Mm-hmm. Okay. He also got paid from Nike mm-hmm. because he had a campaign had behind a, yeah, that. He, he got paid from Netflix. Mm-hmm. For okay, that documentary, he did the documentary, mm-hmm. and crazy as it was, when Kaepernick did it peacefully, the way a soldier asked him to do it, mm-hmm. he took a knee. Mm-hmm. And they there were no out. changes, and they kicked him out. Exactly, there was no changes. So why go to an organization that don't give two uh, shits about you? This is the thing: the changes came after folks started burning shit up, the 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 sum of lawlessness that they called. Mm-hmm. Okay, people started wrecking buildings and rioting. And but what did the NFL change exactly? Well, all the NFL did, and to me, the change is superficial. But there are different uh, parts of the um, the collective bargaining agreement that had to be tweaked. That's when they put the name, the the words in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Black yeah, Lives Black Matter. Lives. I don't give a shit about that. Exactly in the back of the helmet. That's yeah. all superficial. Yeah, that's all superficial. And all they can tell you is like the Rooney Rule. Yeah, we will interview a minority for every head coaching job but then the Rooney Rule got blown out the water mm-hmm. when Brian Flores was supposed to interview for the Giants yep. job and Bill Belichick 
to his <laughs> his carelessness in his cell phone when he had the two Brian's he didn't put white Brian and black Brian. Yeah, exactly. So he called black Brian thinking he was talking to white Brian and say, "Yo, congratulations on getting the job." Yeah. And oh, black wow. Brian was like, "Oh, okay, okay, maybe you got the inside track." Yeah. Come to find out it was the it's Brian the that they Brian. had seen before and mm-hmm. they hadn't even interviewed Brian Flores yet. Mm. And that's when Brian Flores said, oh, it was a foregone conclusion before they even talked to me. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I don't, I'm just weird about with the Kaepernick situation. Like, if you're going to stand, like 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 a Muhammad Ali, if he mm-hmm. did go to jail for those years, he, he went down for a court. He didn't care about his, the money. He didn't mm-hmm. care about his title because he got ripped out of his prime. Mm-hmm. Like we said, he, he got ripped out of his prime and, and he didn't care. It was for the main cause. And he said something really powerful. He could, they wanted him to fight Muhammad Ali. He said they wanted he, they wanted me to fight people that did nothing to me exactly. over in the Philippines and other, everything. Other other people and I come home and I can't be tr- I can't eat in my own restaurants. Can't eat in my own town. Get dogs and things on my people. He's like, so he threw his medal in the water. He, 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 was, raised, he was raised in Louisville. That's before exactly. he even went into to, to jail. Yeah. He was ra- he fought in he, he fought in the Olympics. Olympics, yeah. And he won he a gold won. medal and he threw it right in the water. I come back to Louisville, Kentucky, and there's still restaurants that yep. I can't go into. I still got to sit in a particular part of the mm-hmm. bus. I'm still being called boy. I'm a grown man. Yep. And this and is the, the football country star that I too around that time. Um, Brown, um, mm-hmm. Brown, uh, the basketball player we talked about. Uh, Jabbar, um, yeah, Jabbar, all them. Jabbar. They were on the same Jim channel exactly. of, of what their cause was. That's why I'm thinking, like, the dilution of Kaepernick is totally different. Like, it's, it's he don't, he's not standing up for anything. Well, he I came up like. in a different time. Number one, number two, those guys were still able. They did. They made their move when they were young in their careers, mm-hmm. so they could still come back. And yeah. Continue, continue their, career. their careers. Colin was toward the end of his career. Well, in the middle of his career. It would have been the prime of his career mm-hmm. if they didn't keep him out of the yeah. league and now he still has stuff that's he's left. He's better than the quarterback that they have I think he's right better now. than half the quarterbacks that are, are in, the, in league. the league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's tall, strong, everything. And hopefully there'll be changes. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like like why are you going to go to an organization that didn't do anything? What? They told they told, Jay, uh, they told uh, uh, Dr. Dre that he could he could perform at the halftime show. Uh, <laughs> That's what they that did. was that, that <laughs> was, was Jay Z made with Jay Z yeah, and exactly, Rock Nation. Exactly. Yeah, had nothing to do with the NFL. And because when they did that to Kaepernick, a lot of those entertainers said we're not going to perform at halftime. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, they need the entertainers. Exactly. So they spoke to Jay Z. He mm-hmm. said, "Listen, Jay." You're on our level. Matter of fact, you're making more money than I am, yeah. motherfucker. See if you could talk to some of these people. The NFL ain't on the same level as the NBA. Well, like, as in organization-wise. The NFL, let me tell you, the NFL is a legal monopoly. <laughs> the NFL is that powerful. They bring the USFL back periodically wow. just to avoid the and antitrust find, yeah. and, the, and the, the, the things that they would have to deal with as a, as a monopoly. Wow. Yeah, NFL sounds powerful. <laughs> oh, it's very powerful. <laughs> Their commissioner makes forty-five million dollars a year. Mm, he can't. He doesn't catch a ball. Shit. He don't just throw a block. Just the commission <laughs> shit. Just to sit there and keep the natives quiet while yeah. the owners wow. do what they do. Wow. Forty-five million. There's only, I think, one guy in the, in the NFL that's making money like him is is Patrick Mahomes. 
Mm. As of his last contract, Patrick Mahomes making that much? Yes, he is. That motherfucker. Yes, he. I is. mean, he's in commercials too. Like. I know, but he need to get. On, I'm talking about player, just player contract. No, I know. I'm he ain't deserve that much. He's fucking a half money. billion dollar. But he don't athlete. deserve that much money. Uh, well, it good. was the timing. Yeah, exactly. He, had, he won the had, Super Bowl. He had your three, <laughs> your three year rookie contract. And at the end of his three-year rookie he contract, he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, but yeah. then what? Where, where now? <laughs> <laughs> but what now? I mean, well, time is right. Let the brother get paid. They got him on. Uh, you got uh, uh, that? The NFL games and shit like the NFL 2K. Well, like, yeah, they, like, the, the, the Chiefs are still one of the more powerful teams in the league. Yeah, they, now they're, they're taking one of his best weapons away, and he's getting hurt a lot. Well, he's he's going to get targeted more. Mm-hmm. And these athletes aren't the same as back in the day. You need to slim down a little bit. You know, bit, all these athletes that have guaranteed money, if you follow the Mets, Jacob DeGrom, this dude is hurt more than he's, than he's K- pitching. Kato, I, I really must say, man. What year were you born again? 92. <laughs> you sure? Because yeah. I don't believe you anymore. <laughs> nah, I don't. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you are the, the the whole thing of reincarnation. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Only fear definitely. I am right. It was like y'all were catching up on some sports and shit. I'm like. Like, I didn't want to stop you guys from talking to them. I was like, can I get a segment in this motherfucker? Like, shit. It's we, like you I'm naturally more comedian I'm naturally funny You know what I mean You sure you just said, Live on the same block he did We, we like, sidebar our conversation Real quick Yeah Sidebar the whole conversation Like yeah, you know, yeah, He's yeah. like Oh this is K-Dog's podcast Bro You know So this is digital K-Dog Digital you know, K um, Yeah digital K You know what I mean Like You know Cap He was the first letter in, in, Man That's just to make it work <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you That was just to make it work <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <coughs> you know, if we put digital pack, people pack, might yeah. be thinking something else. Like, exactly. you know, you can't have that now. You know what I mean? Like, no, his initial comes first. It might mean some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, no improv? You just went straight into it? You didn't take no improv classes, no nothing? Nah. Just nah, got on stage naked. and did what the fuck I do. Nice. And I, as I said, being a teacher, I got past the. Uh, the public speaking part mm. but I mm. also had the forethought to know that I need segues and I gotta make it flow mm-hmm. and the night that I was going on there was a guy that went on before me mm. and he was a novice as well my family didn't know what my stage name was gonna be and at the time I was working for New York City Transit the guy that went on right before me they said ladies and gentlemen this next performer is an employee at New York City Transit. <laughs> Everybody started uh, clapping already. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, put, put your hands together for the G-Man. So they were like, G-Man? Okay, my middle name begins with Fuck G. So Avengers like, oh, okay, maybe, uh, maybe that's what he's going with. Fuck it. All right, G-Man. Before the Giants is going by G-Man. <laughs> and then this guy comes out, and his first line was, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, while I make a fart. Hmm. That's the reaction he got. My aunts and and people from my family. I was like, yo, my aunt might take her belt off and fuck this nigga up <laughs> right on stage because <laughs> that shit was totally where, disrespectful. Where did the name come yeah, from? Right. Sink. Hit, sink? Yeah. My full name is Robert Sinkler. Oh, there we go. And oh. everybody that's male, anybody in my family gets called Sink okay. at a job oh. or a school or what have you. So it was a way of paying homage to my entire family. It's like Nigerians in Nigeria called there's a certain tribe they call Thai. Mm. <laughs> everybody everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody in that, that tribe is called Thai. My exactly. uncle Thai. <laughs> my, my, my grandparents would call Ma Sink and Pa Sink. Wow. 
That's so, crazy. It, That's was, it was a perfect name for me. I think I like it. Especially it comes from, you know, something, your name. Exactly. And I told people now, S-I-N-C-K stands for sense is never common, kid. Mm. So okay. the expression nice. common sense doesn't make sense. I like it. It's not common. I like yeah. it. Not, definitely not, not common, common anymore. <laughs> like. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Far from it, baby. What you doing any, you're going to be, are you planning to do any touring? I know COVID messed everything up for that yeah, wise. Yeah, and the, the gigs that I had over in the UK were first impacted by the Brexit okay. issue that they had, okay. leaving the European yeah. Union. That killed a lot of the economy over there. Wow. And then the icing on the cake was COVID. So it's going to take a while before that circuit rebuilds itself, if it ever does. Oh, what about, it's what about in our country? I'm saying it's still, still feeling the effects out there? Yeah. They, oh, wow. they, had, they had the largest comedy circuit in the world. The John Galeers comedy circuit was in 17 different cities. Oh, wow. So I could go to England. I could actually live in, in Europe itself. Yeah, and so. just tour. And those guys are actually the breadwinners in their family. Comedy isn't some side hustle for them. Wow. That's, that's that a doctor. Their main, yeah, that's <laughs> their, main, their main income. And they were raising families as comedians. And uh, as I said, Brexit screwed that up. Mm. And um, then on top of it, the COVID. And the owner of the circuit, the owner of that, that chain sold the chain even before Brexit. Yeah. And he sold it to somebody that really wasn't as as uh, business-minded as he was. And the chain started to weaken. And then he tried to come back and purchase it again because he got pissed off at what happened to it. And uh, never really regained um, the traction that it So had. what's, uh, I guess if you said England was the, the biggest, what's the biggest now since they fell to the wayside? Um, I don't know if there's any particular comedy chain. You have the Funny Bone that has um, venues throughout the United States. I would imagine that they're probably in uh, um, probably the most cities. And then you have all Yuck Yucks. I heard the Funny Bone a lot. Yeah, the Funny Bone's in a, a number of cities here. Yeah. The one that I'm familiar with is in Virginia Beach. Okay. Um, Yuck Yucks is up in Canada. You looking to tour the states? Like, because you, well, you can't do what you usually do, as in going. I don't. I, I, touring is, is cool. And uh, I don't mind touring. Um, the thing is, I'm not signed to an agent. Okay. And I've been contemplating that. There's some comedians that, you know, swear by getting signed to an agent. It's like a master's, like, kind of same concept. Well, no, same with him. Like, not to cut you off, but basically, he does all his own work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's really what it yeah. comes down to. Yeah. And, and I decide where I go. Yeah. And I get all the money that I earn. Mm-hmm. You know, the good thing about having an agent is that this person, if your agent is somebody that is in the field and he's a good agent Down and she's a good agent, they're going to get you in different venues and you're going to get... I got the commercial deals that I did for Miller Lite through an agent. Okay. okay. You know, a uh, personal they friend have the of pull. mine. Hmm? They yeah. have the pull. Jason Steinberg is a personal friend of mine. He's been a comedy agent for years. Okay. And although I'm not signed to him, he'll call me up and say, "Hey, Sink, I got something that I think is perfect for you." Okay. I've heard I've heard of the name before. Jason Steinberg. Yeah. What yeah. the what the comedians have he's, Yeah. He used to work with uh, Patrice O'Neill. He used to work with Tony Woods. He used to work with a gentleman named Cortez Jackson, who's no longer with us. Uh, quite a few comedians. Yeah, no, I've heard that name before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I've heard. I've probably heard it on the stand he of? Yeah, Jason. Yeah. Jason's been <coughs> around for a long time. Jason's a Brooklyn cat, okay. but his office is in uh, Midtown Manhattan. Okay. So, with a tour, would you would you bring other comedians with you, like somebody like a TK Kirkland or like? You know if I mean? if that's what the tour called for, 
That's um, TK motherfucking K. <laughs> T motherfucking K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. T motherfucking K. And T was regarded as the, 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 the biggest underground comedian in the country. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny as fuck. Right? Who T's, raised you? Who raised you? T is definitely a, a whole nother level, man. T's an amazing cat. And he got a podcast, too. He's honest, he takes, too. He like, phone calls oh, and yeah? shit like that. He's yeah. honest. I like oh, yeah. his honest oh, yeah. comedian. He's, he's too honest. Yeah. Literally too honest. Yeah. Like, he, he, grew up, he grew up fuck. in uh, New Jersey with New some Jersey. friends of mine that yep. went to school with him. Yep. Uh, okay. And, uh, young lady I used to see, she actually calls him Terrence. She... <laughs> Man, she know him by Terrence. Damn, that's how you know you know him for a long time. Yeah, like, I don't care what your stage name is. You're Terrence to me. I know who TK is. Terrence. Terrence. Kirkland, not even your last name. Goddamn it. T is one of those cats that I've had the pleasure of working with on several occasions, man. And uh, nice. I become an audience member when he he I like him the a mic, man. Because like T can make him go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you have that that same issue that because uh, one, you know, me DJing, music producer. Back when I was DJing like crazy, I would go somewhere and just try to relax. But now I hear the DJ, and you know, a mix may mess up. I'm like, oh, I caught that. Oh, that mm-hmm. sucks. Oh, yeah. You must be doing the same thing going to clubs. <laughs> well, it happens when yeah. Anytime you're in a profession, you yeah. want to see it from a different a different lens. Um, as a comedian, yeah, I, I, I check guys' time and I can see when they run out of material and mm-hmm. how they're stretching out and trying to make something happen. Um, I could see when they lose their place mm. and you're like, okay, let me see if he comes back and if he's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, D.L. Hughley, I don't know if he's going to be on the list of anybody, the funniest guy I've ever seen. Mine. He's up there. But D.L. Hughley, to me, is probably the best technical comedian his flow is crazy he's my favorite like top five yeah and 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 i can definitely see that i just i was watching the um, the deaf comedy jam 25th anniversary i've seen Mm -hmm. it many times yeah but there's one on there where um it's dale hughley and dave Chappelle, Mm -hmm. and they go completely off script Mm -hmm. like it's (laughs) the same episode right they they were on it was was basically it was almost like a reward show setup oh they did you know and then yeah. Dave said something, didn't like it, and they just went off. I'm it talking was, about the original, like they, no, no, no. I'm saying were, that. I'm just saying the reunion about special. The anniversary, like that. That yeah. was I was. That is one of the funniest scenes ever. Like yeah. you were talking about two guys just going off the head. Yeah, that's what that yeah. is. Exactly. TK exactly. Kirk, he he owned that. I think that's the place you were talking about. What DL was doing, he TK was the lead guy there. He had to do something or left. And then they hired D.L. Hoogley to, to host the whole event. I think that was the same place you were talking about. What, um, that he was BET's hosting. Comic View? Yeah, he was hosting something. and they, It was HBO, though. It turned into HBO. Like, now, B, uh, Comic View has always been a BET mm-hmm. show. Okay, so yeah, it was something different. Yeah, HBO was Def Jam. Okay. And after Def Jam no longer aired, and again, that has to do with gatekeepers mm-hmm. and... You're mm-hmm. not coming through. It was the too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Chappelle. Because Chappelle. the thing was, if you look at the early Def Comedy Jam shows, Martin would say, "Ladies and gentlemen, you haven't heard of this kid, mm-hmm. but you're gonna know him after this. Put your hands together for a young kid out of Atlanta, mm-hmm. Chris Tucker." Mm. And, you know, this kid comes out high voice. Roaches. Yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> roaches are gang members in my house. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm so broke. If a motherfucker robbed me, he'd just be practicing. He'd be practicing. And nobody knew who this kid was, oh, but he had shit. this mean persona. 
Yeah, yeah, the black and, on black. And, and black oh, yeah. on black. And his <laughs> shit was like, you know. And, and it went with the material that he was doing. Now, I have a friend of mine, Cool Bubba Ice, who was at the San Francisco Bay Comedy Competition with Chris Tucker. And the two of them came in like next to last and last. Mm, wow. And they were sitting in the hallway contemplating, damn, what am I going to do now, man? My uncle got to clean this. Maybe I could get a job. Mm. And he said, Chris just jumped up and said, fuck these niggas, man. <laughs> we going to make it. I ain't gonna give up. Fuck these niggas, man! <laughs> and he just left. <laughs> Eddie Murphy did horrible at that same comedy competition. Oh shit! San Francisco Bay Area Comedy Competition. Damn, they give you the business over there. Seems like, apparently, you've been in, in a few of the competitions. I heard San Francisco. Like like, yeah, I've been in a few competitions here in New York. Matter of fact, there was one that I won where I was supposed to go to the St. Lucia Jazz Fest. And open for Thea Vidal, and it was hosted by um, Sinbad. Oh, nice! But after I won the competition, they were like, uh, <laughs> "We can't really deliver that." So they stopped. <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> they stopped ah. hosting in San Francisco for a while because it, it was crazy. Like, it was, well, the thing the, is, the with comedy competitions, and this is what I tell comedians all the time. First of all, comedy is very subjective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not like we all started a line here and whoever gets <laughs> to the finish line wins. Yeah, right. What's funny to you might not be funny mm-hmm. to him. and So you got to look at the judges. That's why it's amazing. And you say, who am I performing for? Am I performing for the 300 people sitting in right. front of me or That's these true. three How motherfuckers at the table? That's true. And if the judging is done objectively, it should be based on the response of those 300 people it's out there. Yeah. It's funny you say that because... Um, Roy Wood Jr., right? Okay. He has a joke about that. Um, what was it? He did some kind of award show, and um, what the dude from what the dude from B Two K said that he oh, you're, you're horrible. So Arsenio Hall was there. He tried to he held him badly. No, don't 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 beat him up on uh, live TV. So he said what he ended up doing after that. He didn't realize that you know. He works for a radio station, so he banned everything B2K. Started going to Fye, wow. taking B2K CDs, put them in like the gospel section. Like <laughs> you won't mess with me. <laughs> yeah. but, but that's, that's what I'm the saying. Uh, I, I, group, right? Huh? The yeah, no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Where it's like that's you know, right. this, he's a kid that's from B2K. He's 18 years old. You're not gonna tell a grown man how yeah. comedy is. Like yeah, that's exactly. ridiculous. Like, exactly. Even on the landscape of judging it, it is true. Like how the hell you really, like if it's a competition, how the fuck you judge, same thing like a beauty competition. How the fuck do you I think judge the, I think the somebody's only opinion? You judge it by like, okay, so, cause I watch a lot of AGT, America's mm-hmm. Got Talent. And there's a lot of comedians in there. And I watch Britain's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. A lot of comedians out there too. There's funny dude, mm-hmm. he's hilarious. And mm-hmm. he was, a sh- I guess, he, he does comedy in his hometown, and one of the judges actually knew him from, not knew him personally, but knew his material. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, they want comics to win that shit. But is all it a comic aside. show? Like no, it's, a, it's America's all, Got Talent. Okay. It's, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. talent so everywhere. Everybody. So, yeah, so it's like, okay, if you don't make the judge laugh, they'll just give you a red X, that's yeah. it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then if you get four X's, you're done. Even like, like you know what I mean? Like, like you could comedians. get a golden buzzer too, yeah. because you funny as hell. You yeah. made the crowd laugh. Yeah. You you knew how to control the crowd. You knew how to make the audience, the the judges laugh. Mm-hmm. You know how to control the uh, the judges because that's a big thing too. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a lot. They what judge about, a like, lot. Comedians bro, like, going against each other, like 
How? Who wins? How the hell do you? I mean, yeah, I mean, well, they, they have snap, that's the whole point of the, of snap, the competition. Snap basically. Competition. Separate yeah. it, but like they have from snap worse. competitions where you know you rank on each other and whoever yeah. has the oh, best rank. Oh, okay, ranking. okay. But wouldn't they, that be like the crowd mostly? The, yeah, yeah, the reaction yeah. Of the crowd. Everything like the regarding comedy is based on the reaction of the crowd. Yeah. Who can move the yeah. crowd? When I was running recreation at New York Tech, they would hire comedians to come to entertain the students, mm-hmm. and I stand in the back. And the people that knew that I was a comedian would look back at me between each joke. You look, looking like the Godfather, like, <laughs> yes <laughs> or no? <laughs> referee, yeah. 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 And then after the, and after the show, invariably, <laughs> the dean of students would come to me and say, Sink, what'd you think? I said, well, the kids enjoyed him. Yeah. That's what you paid him for. Mm-hmm. I said, now, personally, he was garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because none of that shit was funny to me. Right. But you paid that comedian to, to enter this laugh. audience and entertain this audience, and he did that. Which goes back to a business move. Exactly. Yeah. And those, yeah. those kids had a good time with it. He did his job. But yeah. I would I would never book them off. <laughs> Not in your crowd. No. Nah. <laughs> and and you know I was you know some there's there's material that they call hacking material mm-hmm. that you've heard everybody do. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Guys talk about having a big dick, man. But babies come out of there. You've heard seventy five guys do mm-hmm. that shit. Literally. Man, you know you there's ways of spinning it so that it sounds like it's yours. But you know, it's it's what they call same hacking material. material. It's an old yeah. material. Same, yeah. Like talking about weed and shit like that. People talk about that all the exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah, but I when mean. you want to get some something that is creative, but truthful, you know, and exactly, it's coming at you from an angle. Right. This guy, um, Burris Hammond. Mm-hmm. Is his name Burris Hammond? Hammond um, Burris Hannibal. Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris. He's hilarious. Yeah. I'm, I'm ashamed that I, I fucked his name because yeah. Burris Hammond is a fucking reggae artist. <laughs> Hannibal, Hannibal Burris is a hugely funny cat. Yeah. And his delivery is is uniquely his. <laughs> you know the way he speaks. And it's a and highly intelligent kid. Yeah. And you, the minute you hear the delivery, you don't have to see him. You know who that is. Yep. Yeah. The same thing with Chappelle. When Chappelle... And Chappelle is that... Chappelle is in rare air right yeah, now. Yeah, he's, he's... Chappelle different. can fill a stadium and just have a conversation. conversation. Yeah. His comedian is on another level. You got, you got to... Yeah, I've seen... Uh, he's chilling. Like, he's Chappelle's like up there with like one of my favorites. And if you go to YouTube, there's this clip. I don't know what year it was, but it was also like a regular VHS. Someone was recording it. It's a mm. six-hour clip. And it's legit. He's sitting down on the stage talking to like four people. And it's mm. the funniest funny. stuff I've ever heard in my exactly. life. Exactly. Like it's, it's, it's a, a natural truthful. comedian. Yeah. All his yeah, shit I mean, is truthful like, too. Yeah. A person that has the sense of humor. He mm-hmm. has that sixth sense, mm-hmm. and he knows. You know, Chappelle's it. and Chappelle's Chappelle's level of intelligence. There's comedians that make me laugh. Then there are comedians that make me wonder. Damn, how did he come up with that? Mm-hmm. It's comedians that inspire me to write. And Chappelle is is the last two. Where I was like, wow, this dude's brain. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about one of his early gigs in New York when he first moved to New York. And he said, I did a show for some pimps. It was a player's ball. <laughs> and they booked me for X amount of dollars. But during the night, because I was good, they started collecting money. Mm. And by the end of the night, I had like 20 grand. Damn. He said, and I put that in my knapsack. And I'm walking home gingerly like, God damn. If anybody had any idea as to how much money I have in this fucking knapsack, <laughs> I'd be dead. He said, this shit is crazy. He said he couldn't get that paranoia out of his head. Mm. He said, 
now turn that into something that people want all the time. Yeah. Women mm-hmm. and pussies. They yeah. have to walk around with that valuable thing that somebody somewhere wants all the time. He said he said that night I I knew for a little bit what it's like to be a fine woman. Yeah. <laughs> with that twenty K in that knapsack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you how do you ever come to those two yeah. to that comparison? <laughs> but when he finishes the set, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he's man. he's done jokes where like he's giving you the punchline first. Yeah, exactly. And then works and his then way go back. back. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the, it's, it's the punchline is kick the bitch in the pussy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't tell you why. Exactly. And let me tell you how that punchline became a punchline. <laughs> you know how 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 vicious you have to be in order to tell the people because the punchline, the part of a punchline's effect is the surprise. Yeah, that nobody saw it coming. But when you can give it to him first, him first and, and then, then do the setup and still give it to them. It's <laughs> another type of candy. That's a bad right. boy. Yeah. Patrice O'Neill is another one. Mm-hmm. When you look at Patrice's stuff, I knew Patrice very well. He was one of my very, very good friends. And seeing him on stage and watching his set and hearing his bits, I would still look at him like, motherfucker, how <laughs> did you come up with that? Man? Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. There's one that he does about throwing away a can of soda. The reason why he doesn't litter anymore. I can't even repeat it. But when he runs full circle and talks about why, it's about him getting accused of raping a white girl. (laughs) (laughs) But it's about throwing away a can of soda. And it's unbelievable. And Patrice was a bouncer. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Patrice was a big dude, yeah. He was looking at, 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 at people on stage. He's like, yo, that dude was really not that funny. And my, my introduction to Patrice, we were on the same uh, new comedian show at a club called Catch a Rising Star that doesn't even exist anymore in Manhattan. Right. And the person putting together the the roll call said to me, you're going to go on after Patrice O'Neill. I said, well, where is she? So I know when she's on stage mm-hmm. that I'm coming up next. And when I said, where is she? He was like behind me. He said, I'm here. <laughs> Yo, my bad fan. He said, "Don't worry about it. It happens all the time." He said, "It's not a common name for men, but you know." And from that point on, we would see each other in different places, and we had a mutual respect, man. That 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 fueled our friendship. Yeah. And uh, Patrice, there are two types of people in the world: people that love Patrice O'Neill and people that can't stand Patrice. Because <laughs> there's a few females that are friends of mine that are like, eh, I really didn't like him. Because mm-hmm. Patrice was very intuitive. And if he knew you had a weakness or a button he could press. He's pressing it. He pressed it. <laughs> 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 Just to watch you squirm. Who's your top five? Who, can you name your top five? Top comedians? five of all time? Yeah. In your, in your obviously, in, your opinion. In my opinion, Red Fox, as I said. Eddie, Rich, right off the top. Bernie, Robin Harris, and there's not room enough for me to just put it into five because I have to throw in George Carlin. I have to throw in Dick um, Gregory. Dick Gregory was a a different type of beast. Yeah, he was a different type of beast. <laughs> uh, and Dick Gregory actually ran for president. He was—he's he was smart as fuck. He's all oh, jokes smart. aside. When I, I be hearing him talk, I used to watch some videos and shit. Just hearing him talk, and then oh, he, that's he, why he, he can so make anybody big. feel so stupid. Oh, <laughs> like, he did a lecture at, at New York Tech when I was a student mm-hmm. there. Uh. I was a sophomore freshman, 
And by the time he finished that lecture and told us about America, the whole nine, I had practiced that night, and me and your father had, mm-hmm. had football practice. And, you know, normally we would be getting there <laughs> just before we were late, so yeah. we didn't have to run laps. And the coach ran up to us and said, hey, you guys got to hurry. We're like, yo, not today, B. <laughs> yeah, not today. We just, we just finished watching Dick Gregory, man. Don't fuck with us. <laughs> and the coach actually got out the way and said, "Okay, okay." I understand. I watched Dick Gregory up. too. Uh, uh-huh. That's why he never blew up. Oh, like, Dick Gregory? Yeah, like to the point. Dick like, Gregory was huge. He was huge, but not like Cosby. Like he wasn't on that level. Like well, he mainstream. wasn't. He wasn't palatable like yeah, Cosby exactly. because yeah. Cosby the was entertaining was everybody. <laughs> yeah, he was a ha ha, you know, yeah, Jello yeah. pudding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jello but, uh, pudding. But, yeah, Cosby wasn't going to make anybody uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, sick. Well, where, um, where are you going to be soon? Where are you going to um, be next, Um, have a spot in Brooklyn called Kendra's Lounge. Okay. I do the last Thursday of every month. All right. Okay. Nice. Which is this Thursday coming up. It's nice. located at 1744 Notion Avenue there in the corner of the Road. And uh, I have uh, every two-week comedy show that I call the Backyard Comedy jam in uh in brooklyn also at 489 quincy street it's a backyard <laughs> but nice. uh, when you get back there you wouldn't believe that there's a bar there's concessions the whole nine oh, man. and it came out of the pandemic all right so it was an outdoor venue people didn't have to be self-conscious about being indoors and that's regular you said wh- every every other friday okay so the next one is july 8th Give the people your socials real quick uh, Yeah, you could find me on Facebook At Robert Sink Sinkler And uh, Robert spelled the way Robert is spelled Sink, S-I-N-C-K Sinkler is S-I-N-C-K-L-E-R And I'm on uh, Instagram at, at Sink Boogie Alright, alright S-I-N-C-K-B-O-O-G-I-E Nice. I like that. Other than that, keep them out. I still got a landline. Still got a beeper. Come on, son. Why you? How you answer beepers now? You go. You there ain't no payphones. I'm saying. Yeah, beepers. That's the hard part. Finding a payphone is the challenge. I tell people there's three in America, so I hope I'm near one. One in Alabama. Yeah, about things look perfect. By, man. Yeah, of yeah, course, man. Yeah, Thank man. you, baby. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We could we could do this. I know we could go long. forever, man. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be hit him hit him with our socials, man. Well, y'all gotta reintroduce yourselves, you know. Uh-huh. K Dog in the building. DJ Rooster all day, baby. And it's your boy AJ to the BI, also known as Hobby. Don't forget to check out our socials. Don't forget to check out, you know, our socials is at Digital Cap Entertainment. Uh, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Don't forget to like. Subscribe, comment, and always hit the notification bell for new episodes and new uh, content. And also check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and uh, Pandora as well, where you can always check out our podcast. Yep. And yeah, this is uh, HHC to Support the journey. Yes, yeah, sir. Check out cap. our Cash App. You know, support the journey, support the movement. And we out, fellas. Digital uh, Cat, where you at? Yes, yes. <laughs>